What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a great show for you guys today. It's going to be a lot of fun and um, super excited. We have Jeff Timmons from 98 Degrees coming on, and uh, and then we have hip hop producer Nate Sounds coming on. It's going to be a great show. Already, the chat room is with people but before we say hi to the chat room we got to say hi to my cool outrageous man about town co-host mr ron russell yes i'm here i don't feel well i have had a procedure done where the urologist goes up your wang check make sure your prostate and your bladder everything's okay and everything was okay but somehow bacteria got in and i've developed a urinary tract infection Thanks. If you've never had one, they are painful. <laughs> I am exhausted. Last night, I think I peed about 44 times. I'm not lying. I'm, every two minutes, you have to eat like urgency, like you're going to burst. And then when you go, it dribbles out. I have no idea what I'm going to be doing on this show today. I may just go to sleep. I don't know. Um, it's a, I hate this urinary tract infection. You know, most women get them. I never heard of really men getting them, but you can. If you have uh, an object in your body that wasn't sterilized. I don't know what's with these hospitals today. It seems that you go into a hospital and you get sepsis, whatever it's called. You get all these diseases. So you get you come out sicker than you went in. I, now with COVID, I mean, I just think they have to, I don't know what they have to do, but hospitals are the dirtiest places to go. They're off having in-house treatment, possible. Anyway, so much for the PV conversation. So let's talk about, uh, let's say hi to everybody. We got the chat room is building up quickly. We have artist Miss Kim. Hello, hello. Um, how are you? We have Cam Cambria Carpenter. Cindy Lady Lake, who's been promoting the show like crazy because she's a huge 98 degrees and Jeff Timmons fan. Pat Grant has joined us in the chat room. Uh, Teresa Saban from Florida is in the chat room. You know, Angela Joseph is in the chat room. She says, so sorry, hugs. Yeah, I know. But what can I do? Um, <clears throat> so there's a lot, some new people I haven't seen. Backpack John is there. Hey, Backpack John. 
going quick. Boomer Mays, football player, just showed up. Eileen is there. She says, love, loves everybody. And uh, hi, Eileen. How you doing? She's actually interviewed Jeff Timmons before. Um, um, and so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and Stop saying um. I know. I can't help it. I it's, was so, like, it's so not professional. Yes. I hate that when p people do speeches and they do... Um, oh, they do that a lot, too. Um, um, you know, the first thing you're taught when you're an oral person, not oral that way, oral speaker, um, they teach you do not do any of the ahs, e's, and o's, and oms, because it's very annoying to people that have to listen. Every time you start a sentence with, um, um, I did it one time, and I hardly ever did it. You did it twice, Mary okay. Lou. Either way. Mary That's because I'm trying to talk to the chat here twice, and the chat here. You did it twice. Okay, but I don't do it normally. Twice is not uh, nice. Twice is not nice. And all the shows that we do. Um, Pat Grant wants to know how we're doing. With Ron's got a urinary tract infection. I'm doing okay, except for that my knee still hurts and not supposed to hurt this much. But falling that, apart. We're, we're falling apart. The weather's nice, even though today in the desert, it is kind of uh, overcast and it's been raining. And it was like 40-something degrees last night, so it was a little chilly. Um, but we don't have a sun, and it's not beautiful today, unfortunately. Um we have, you know, like 344 days of beautiful weather. We get That's one right. or two rain days a big deal. Yeah, we don't get in a year. Days. I mean, I like the rain. I miss it. You know, it's very good for your complexion. You could go out and like, raindrops keep falling on your face. Absolutely. And, then, and Thomas Claxton just joined us. Say hi hey, to Tommy. Hey, Tommy. I hope you're doing well. What's going on? Hi to your girlfriend if you got the same one. I think she does. Does good. Yeah. It's yeah. nice. I yeah. like her. Pat Grant says her weather is a blizzard because <laughs> she lives in like up in Canada, someplace where it's like oh, well. below 30 degrees yeah, or something. Well, that's not good for your complexion. That's funny. No, freezing old cracks your skin because you makes you look like you have a, a rosacea. Thomas Clacton's in Savannah, Georgia. He says it's 70 degrees. That's beautiful. Yeah, Savannah's nice. We'll be working in Savannah. I just got another job. I hate, I love to tell you. Um, if I'm supposed to I say I wouldn't be it. telling people. Well, you know, it's I not written. You haven't signed a contract. You don't definitely have it. Well, uh, I do have it because I was asked if I want it by the producer, and I said yes, I'd like to play okay, it. Okay, but I wouldn't. I, it. I'll, I'll, I get permission to say the, the very interesting part I'm playing. If you won't even know it's me. Some of the disguise I'll be under. There you go. Say hi to Teresa Saban too. Oh, Teresa, you're fabulous. Teresa, she Teresa. always writes such nice things and shares all my stuff. Right. She's a good person. She's fabulous. You gotta like love it. So you guys too. We've been watching all kinds of cool stuff on our television. Uh, we got a smart TV that has like everything on it, so we don't have to go. So Ron, yeah, right, right, goes right. I'm gonna pick up. Well, he has a hard time learning. Oh, We're please. both having a hard time learning. Please, how to please, you gotta be out of your mind. They give you a little thing this big, and you're supposed to push buttons, and I push the wrong buttons, it goes all over the world. Out of but here. he spends Listen. lots of time watching because now we can watch YouTube documentaries on old celebrities and old stars. All the interviews, and he can watch them on set yeah. on a seventy-five inch TV instead of having to watch on his little computer. And I'm looking at interviews of people I've interviewed, and they stink. My interview was far better. Uh, my, all of my interviews are on YouTube. I mean, I don't understand how people think they can do interviews. They just think they could. Oh, I'm going to be an interviewer. I'm going to do a show. I'm going to create one on. What is this crap? All these. What do you call it? Just a show. There's what is it called we go out on? We're on StreamYard. Well, whatever that junk is. On the and, internet. Yeah, and the internet. And they think they're going to have a talk show. Well, they're boring, and they don't even know the question to ask. Usually, the uh, guest takes over and doesn't stop talking. So what's the talk show host doing there? It's just a puppet. It's a cardboard. My interviews are good because mine are conversational. 
And I ask questions that everybody out there wants to know. I don't fool around. You know, I go right to don't mind the stars. They're very happy about it. Anyway, into, I've been interviewing for a lot of years. Let me tell you something. It's a lot of uh, thinking and being sure you don't offend anybody or your guests have to be funny. And there's no script. So it's funny, too, because before the pandemic started, you guys, there were 750,000 podcasts in the world. Now, since the pandemic, last time I saw there was 1.3 million. So the amount of podcasts in the last year doubled what there was for the whole world. Uh, and it doubled in, in, you know, what, a year, I guess a year. It's yeah, been a year. And everybody's now doing a talk show. They don't even know, not even famous. I don't even know who they are. They just think like people who are stuck in the house and they say, I'm going to make a talk show. And they get some nobody on and they embarrass themselves. Anyway, I like <laughs> I'm in a shitty mood because I don't feel good. You know, I, I had to have liquid antibiotics because lucky me, I couldn't get an infection urinary infection, oral, oral uh, antibiotics. antibiotics, so I had to go into this place for the last five days. So my body right now is filled with liquid. You had to go the last five days and get liquid antibiotics for oh, a half what, what an hour See, now you have to repeat for me now? What am I looking No, because you're not telling people. They don't know if you just took it a second ago or if you only took it well, once. Well, I was going there. Yeah, before you jump. Gun, well, Mary, I, Lou, that's okay. Mary, Mary, fairy, quite contrary. Before you jump on an idea, this might put down your throat. Oh, Thomas Claxton says it's pandemic podcast posers. Right. <laughs> anyway, so it leaves you, this, this crap that they're pumping in my body is leaving me spellbound. I'm sort of like euphoric. It's like you smoke pot and you're coming down. That's what it feels like. Not that I ever smoke pot. It doesn't smoke pot, actually. I eat it. Not very often. Well, when I can, I eat a gummy bear. Actually, it just eats like a head or an ear I don't or smoke. I don't smoking. Putting smoke in your body is insanity. I don't give a shit. Even in that crap that Eileen smokes, that, that what is it called? Vapors. That junk is worse. It makes cottage cheese lungs. Artist Kim says drink cranberry juice, which he has been drinking, and he yeah, takes cranberry no, pills. I'm taking cranberry pills and two vitamin C, 500 units each. That's supposed to do something. And we'll see. It's extremely uh, painful. Who really gives a shit about that? But if you do, I'll listen. You'll listen. When you pee, it burns. And you feel like you, your bladder's going to explode. It's quite painful. So if I don't see myself today, forgive me. I'm here. I'm going to do my best to make the show good and be funny and happy. But, you know, so, it hurts. Uh, Backpack John says pomegranate juice. What's up, Backpack John? You know, awesome. honey, all you women out there, they get, like women get this in fact. You know, if a woman wears tight dungarees, and, and the, her panties go up her out, you know, she can get a urinary tract. <laughs> That's what a friend of mine said. She said she wore, used to wear skin-tight jeans. Her panties would go up her out, and uh, she would get infections all the time. So the doctor said, pull your panties out of your snatch and wear baggy dungarees. So she wore skirts with no panties. And then she got cribs. So what can you do? So for anybody <laughs> looking for, like, a good movie, we actually watched a cool movie the other night. Um, it's a uh, like a family drama. It's a it's a gay it's a gay movie. Okay, what it was, was not a gay? It movie. was about a transgender. Do not do daughter. that. It was about a person who was born a, a woman who wanted to be a man. It's not a gay movie. It's not about. It was very good. It was it's called Regeneration. Fairies and gay. Boys. No, it's not like that. No, it's a family. Drag queens and screaming. It was a great movie. It was a heavy duty drama. It was um, 
It was called Three Generations with Susan Sarandon as the grandmother and um, uh, doing a brilliant job, her subtle humor. I love Susan Sarandon when she comes out with those one-liners and she delivers them so beautifully. And who's the British actress? Not Nicole Kidman, but the other one, because there's only two famous ones. Uh, Judy, Judy, uh, Judy, uh, no, Fisher. No, 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 no. Wasn't Fisher in it? No. Uh, the one who's married to Liam, Liam, uh, oh, gosh darn it. I have, now I have to look it up and see if she I can find it. She was in the movie? It. No. Three Generations. I'm going to look it up. The one that played the mother was, I forgot. Good. No, she's like a she's a it's it, here, here, I got it. Okay, so the movie starred Susan Sarandon, Elle Fanning, and uh Naomi Watts. And it was a great, great movie, and it's on either Netflix or Amazon Prime. I forgot because we got both of them. Uh, but you guys should watch it. It's a great movie and, and it's a I, sen- I recommend sensitive it. movie with, with the a subtle uh a subtle uh, message. And then we saw an old an old uh, movie that's older with um, Pierce Brosnan and... Diane Ladd. No, not Diane Ladd. Pierce Brosnan and Julian Moore, where they play opposing uh, divorce attorneys, and I don't even know the name of it, but it was on Amazon Prime, and it was very funny. We enjoyed then we it watched the one with Diane Ladd. Yeah, far... Uh, about Paris. Uh, Paris Can Wait. That one wasn't that good. No. <laughs> well, only because the guy that she's trying to make her is creepy looking. She should have got a handsome guy. Then we would have been all in favor of her banging him. But she doesn't bang him anyway. She stays true to her husband. She's going to Paris from south of France, from Han. And her husband's associate is driving her. Well, he finds every excuse to stop everywhere, sleep over, whatever. He's trying to, you know, do her. And, of course, she gets a little tempted, which is hard to believe. She's so beautiful. Why she would want to ball a creep like him, I never know. <laughs> but he's a very famous French actor. He's old and fat with good feet. You know, I mean, really not attractive. I wouldn't ball him if he was gay. So, you know, no. They're casting. We've been but, watching a lot of good stuff, though. But, but Diane is so wonderful in everything she does and so beautiful, and I adore her. And I'll watch her in anything she does. I don't care what it is. And anybody who hasn't seen the movie where she goes and buys a house in Italy is like Tuscan. the best movie. Under the, Under the Tuscan sun. You guys have to see it. It's fabulous. She is just one of the most charismatic actresses. She's got a smile on her, and the way she twists and nods her head, every man wants to fall in love with her. She's adorable. I love Diane. I would love one day to meet her because I really like her. I would love more to, to interview her, but you never know. She may. The word gets out. Our show gets around. I had no idea. People tell me, you have, like, you know, people from classic, Turner classic movies, Tune into our show and they pick up stuff. I didn't know that. I mean, PCM is watching us. Wow. We watch them. But you'd be surprised. <clears throat> I've said things on this show that I've seen. Uh, what's his name say? The guy with the glasses. <laughs> Miscast. I mean, they get really picked a winner. He's supposed to replace uh, Osborne? Never happened. I forgot his name. Robert something. No, his, his father. He, Mankiewicz, Ben Mankiewicz. Yeah, his grandfather was a producer's father. I mean, he was so fathered into that job. I mean, if he didn't have that nepotism, one hundred percent. Yeah, if he didn't have that job, he'd be out, you know, digging coal mine. But anyway, um, I like the other guy. He's terrific. He should have taken it. Noir Alley. Noir Alley. What's his name? It's fabulous. He's a good one, though. Anyway, he makes the show pop. If we've been watching, though, a lot of cool stuff. Right. That's all you do. You sit home and you watch. What can you do? You can't go out. 
uh, we're having trouble getting the shot in Palm Springs. Uh, it's all over the valley. It's in the uh, lower uh, economy area. People, a lot of uh, Hispanic areas, they've got the virus, they've got the, the shot, but we don't have it. So I said to Jimmy, that's because where we live, it's basically white Republican wealthy. Maybe they want to. But there's like no Republicans here. Oh, yes, there are. There's plenty of Republicans. They're just closet Republicans. Maybe they just want to kill off the few Republicans to the left. That's funny. I don't know. I make stupid remarks. Anyway, it's just strange. So that Miss Kim says their movie tonight they're going to watch is Being There with Peter Sellers. Is that a good movie? Um, you have to be a fan of Peter Sellers. Really enjoy the film. Uh, Shirley MacLaine is outstanding in it. She plays the wealthy woman. He's the uh, it's it's an interesting story, but it has, as I said, you have to be a Peter Sellers fan. Peter Sellers is an actor that eats up the scenery. Whenever Peter Sellers is on camera, you don't see anybody else but Peter Sellers. He's got all the mannerisms, the movements. He does. He, does, he acts. He's an animated actor. Yes, watch it. You'll enjoy it. It's a one Academy Award. Also, part two, part two of. The first season of Studio City with Sean Kanan is out on Amazon Prime now, you guys. Which so we're going to watch tonight. We're going to start watching it. It just came out about a week ago. And so you can watch the next season of season two with Sean Kanan. I know a lot of people uh, who watch the show are fans of his because he's been on the show so many times. Well, he's so a, ladies he's a and very, lady lakes in the chat room. He's a very close dear friend of ours. I mean, we see Sean in the show socially a lot. In fact, they may be coming here for dinner next week. But um, uh, Sean is really... Uh, a brilliant, brilliant everything. You know, everything he does is brilliant. Brilliant actor, brilliant uh, producer. And Michelle is writing, and I understand now Michelle is editing. So they really are a team that's putting out a terrific show. You've got to watch Studio City. Yes, it's going to be good. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with it, and too. So I'm looking and forward I think to there's it. a chance I may be in it. Not yet. Can't talk about it, but we're talking about it. There you go. So there. Keep talking. I can't talk. I'm exhausted. I know you are. I didn't are. sleep all night. You know, you know, I have a urinal, a plastic urinal they give you in the hospital. Because to walk from our, my bed to the toilet is a very far walk. And I trip over dogs. All three three dogs, of them. They all sleep on the floor. So my little girl, Brandy, every night when I go to the bathroom, I hit her, her without realizing it. And she yelps. Oh, I feel so bad. Then I have to lay on the floor and make out with her for an hour and rub her. Because I feel terrible. So I have a urinal, and I keep it on my desk. And last night, no lie, every 10 or 20 minutes, I had to get up and urinate. 18 times. Nothing came out. Dribble, dribble. It was painful. They want to see your watch. Oh, you don't care about my dick? All right. Okay, show them your watch, and then we're going to bring our guest on. Nobody cares that I can't pay. See, selfish people. Nobody want to know about my watch. My wife is a vintage Armani, and it's a black face with stainless steel. You see it? Hey, let me tell you. It's my watch. Where's my wrist? Anyway, it's a very handsome watch. It's thin, and I like it, and it looks good with certain clothes you wear. And, oh, Goddess just joined us, too. Hey, Goddess. And I don't think that uh, Ann is in the chat room. She usually likes it, but uh, Teresa Saban wanted to see it. So anyway, you guys, now we're going to bring on our, our guest of the hour. Hello, hello. Jeff, say something. Let's make sure we can hear you. How are you doing? Can you guys hear me okay? Oh, yeah, fantastic. Good, good, great. Look at that Thanks stuff. for having me. I appreciate it. All right, everybody. So now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Actually, ah, I'm going to start that all over again <laughs> when I send that to Comcast. I, I blew that one. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. 
actor, pop singer, songwriter, producer, Grammy nominee, Jeff Timmons. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, Jimmy and Ron, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. The, I've been watching the show. I came in a little early to make sure my sound was okay. And I heard all about the urinary tract infections, the movie, well, I'm, and I'm, all that I'm, stuff. I'm going to ask you, did you ever have a urinary tract infection? You know, oddly, I get them all the time. I'm, I'm on like this Atkins keto diet. And, and, and with that, I, I get these uh, UTIs. But there's a brand called AZO, which is like a cranberry. Like I, take, I, I take that. He just got yeah. it the other day. They told got, him to get it. Does it work? It knocks it right out. It'll be gone in two days. You'll well, be I'm, good. You pee like 35 times a night. And you'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not not to get too graphic with with the whole thing, but yeah, I mean, it, it, those are rough. I, you know, it hurts your kidneys in the back and all that stuff. So. And your bladder, you know, yeah. bringing, talking about urinating and and normal functions that humans have. I once did a, a an interview. Somebody interviewed me, and they said about Jane Russell and Marilyn Monroe because I knew all about that. And I said to the guy, I said, "Listen, Marilyn Monroe was not a goddess. She peed and shit just like everybody else." Nobody wants to believe that. Nobody can picture Marilyn Monroe sitting on the toilet bowl <laughs> having a diarrhea attack. They well, you have this. There's there's a lot of famous imagery about her, but but that's not one that's of them. It's really funny how stupid people, mostly some stupid gay guys that impersonate her, they say oh, she never did those things. It's so no, funny. Came from the planet. Didn't do those things. No. So, Ron, just so you know, because I know that you and I have spoken before and, and know a little bit about each other, but uh, Ron used to host a show called Set the Record Straight, and he was literally friends with all the classic. He, even though he looks like he's 60, he's actually 80. Yeah. And uh, uh, so he looks older. So he was friends with I mean, he, he not not Marilyn Monroe, but Jane Russell and Pat Hunter friend, and all the classic like movie very, guys. You know, he's interviewed him and was friends with everybody. Dear, dear friends of mine. So I got all the inside dirt all the stars and of course jane russell made a movie with marilyn monroe and you know i used to have pee breaks jane and marilyn would say come on let's go to the ladies room they, they were dancing for 12 hours a day you know learning the routine and they pee a lot but people don't want to understand that so now they're starting in film what's her name uh the redhead we just saw the other night julianne moore julianne moore is in a movie where she's sitting on a Oh, oh yeah, we've saw it. They actually Wait, show her. She, she looks like she's taking a dump, and then she gets toilet paper, wipes her ass, and then looks at the toilet paper and throws it in the toilet bowl. I said, "Now we have really arrived at disgusting." <laughs> I mean, Julianne Moore wiping her ass in a movie is not what I'm. I'm excited about seeing. Well, you're very cute. You got a husband or a wife? What are you? That's a wife. You have a wife. I have a wife. Yeah, very, very happily married. So yeah, so um, five, five, five kids according to Wikipedia. You have five. That's right. Kids. Five kids. I'm well. I'm remarried, so I have two kids from a, a previous married uh, marriage. In fact, my oldest daughter turns 22 today. Happy birthday! Oh, happy Lisa. birthday! Yeah. Yeah. How, do you, how do you have a 22 year old? You look 22. I, I was 12 when we first uh, got started. No, I'm. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to take tips out of your your uh, aging book. I would have never guessed you're in your 80s. There's no way because I tuned in and, like I said, I heard you talking about all these classic stars, and I'm like, like you're you're either a student of the business or you may be older than what you appear. Uh, you you know, just trying to stay young like you, man. I'm, I'm trying to keep up with the young bucks. You have to in this business. You got to look good, right? The secret, I just wrote it on my Facebook page this morning, is when somebody said to me, how do you keep so young? I said, I never admit to myself that I'm old. I delay aging because I don't like it and I don't want it. I absolutely cause my body not, and this is not Botox or that shit in my face. 
is natural. This is me. And my hair's real. It's not a okay. So I believe that you can destroy your body. You can also build your body. It's up to your brain. Don't forget, the brain controls everything. You should see him. He's, he without, looks without a shirt, he's got like some mad body. Like, uh, all <laughs> no. You Google him on the internet, he, Jeff Timmons, you guys. A, and I, he's not, and he's only three years younger than me. Oh, Jimmy, you got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, I lost 34. Jimmy, I mean, take, I'm working take, on it. Take tips from me. I think he's there. Is your age public knowledge? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you look. You're, I mean, how old are you, 53? Uh, no, no. Come on, man. Uh, close. I'm 47. 47. Uh, you know, Wikipedia or something says you're 53 because no. I read that somewhere. So. Okay, 47. I, so that's 10 years different. So that's okay. And I would have said 33 or 34. There you well, go. The, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it at this point for sure. Now, listen. Be wise. Listen to Ron. Pretend that you're separated from your wife. Never admit you're married because you lose all the female horny No, he girls. doesn't. The fucking chairman no, 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 filled no, no, with no. people. If they, if they thought he was single and available, they all know. there would be 10 times the amount of No women. way. But how many women I say, have to... wait, how many women say, oh, what a shame he's married. No, now, no. his wife is super gorgeous. I'm sure I, I Googled is. everything Thank about you. Thanks, his man. Wife, his wife is gorgeous, and he credits his wife all over the internet with helping propel his career after the whole 98 degrees thing that, that takes hiatuses. His wife has propelled him. He's done movies. He's produced big TV shows. Uh, we're going to talk about all that in a minute. But yeah, before but you know, we do since that. I, since I've announced being married to you for nine years, I've lost a hell of a lot of gay guys. Oh, well. What am I supposed to do? I can't help it. <laughs> My gay dates. <laughs> so hold on. I have a chat room literally filled with people. So first say um, hi to the chat room in general. What's up, chat room? I'm glad you made it. Uh, you know, we tried to post all over the place so we could get some people in there. We're lucky to have fans. So we appreciate being here today. And then, so there's a lady who's a very good friend of mine. She's a music promoter, and she's one of the best ones on the planet. Her name's Cindy uh, Diadamo, but she goes by Lady Lake Music. And she uh, never gets excited about a guest hardly, except for Sean Kanan. She likes Sean Kanan, and she met him on our Christmas show. And you, and she's like, you're my favorite boy band, and, and it's a, a 98 Degrees is her favorite boy band. She thinks you're, like, great. So just say hi to Cindy for me. So that Hey, Cindy, I think I, I think I saw her posting some stuff. Yeah, she posted all over yeah. the place. Hang yes. on, hang on. Wave is bullshit. Throw her a kiss. <laughs> there you go, Cindy. Now, Cindy, get off, get off the floor. Call paramedic. <laughs> She's all happy. You guys She's are too kind. She can say that you threw her a kiss. Hey, hey, that's a biggie. All right, so for anybody who doesn't know, you guys, so so uh, Jeff Timmons is a member of 98 Degrees, one of the biggest boy bands in the history of music. Um, I can't say that the biggest. I think you're probably like the fourth biggest, right? I'm going to guess. Well, uh, look, it, 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 we're happy to be in the top five. Uh, th so, yeah, I mean, that's good. I mean, you've got Backstreet NSYNC. You've got some some overseas Well, I was thinking new kids on the block. New kids, my, too. Uh, yeah. And then you. And then you guys. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know my ass from my elbow when it comes to these kid groups. I knew the name of his group. Yes, that's because I used to listen to the music all the time. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember shit. Actually, I still do. But I remember, to it. The, I remember the name of his group, so it oh. has to be. And I listen to a lot of your solo and, stuff. And, and the other group you mentioned, <laughs> who are in sync. Oh, in sync. I love in sync. Your yeah. group. I love your group and in sync. I know you. It's all great guys. I mean, I, we, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, that's quite a compliment. So it's true because I don't like that kind of music. But here's the difference, you guys, and this is something I didn't know. And and correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, because I could, you know, I go googling for stuff on the internet, and you know, half the shit's fake. Right. Um, I read that you're the founder, like the founder. You kind of brought everybody together, but you actually, you guys formed yourself. It wasn't like InSync and Backstreet, where somebody else 
them together. You guys formed yourself and then went out and hustled and got your own record deals and all that kind of stuff, which makes you guys totally different than all the other boy groups because you did it on your own. Well, thank you for looking that up. We do feel like we're a little bit different. We started the group in Ohio. I started the group in Ohio with some other guys, went to LA. There was no uh, YouTube or Spotify or any of these you know, streaming services available so you could promote yourself. So you had to go to LA or you had to go to New York or Nashville or, you know, and then eventually Atlanta or, and then some, uh, you know, some other spots. But uh, we went to LA. Those guys quit. Uh, and and I, I met a guy that knew Nick, who was also from Ohio, and he came out, brought his brother, his best friend, Justin. And yeah, we sang backstage. We dropped the hat. We sang backstage. Uh, and we went, we actually got discovered. We idolized Boys to Men. We wanted to be signed to Motown like Boys to Men. We really kind of created our sound and molded it, you know, mostly in, in the tradition of Boys to Men and a bunch of doo-wop groups and some other vocal groups and sung backstage at a Boys to Men concert and got discovered there. And then we ended up being label mates with them. And then subsequently, years later, we toured with them. So it was like really a dream coming into fruition for us. It was oh amazing. God, how cool was that? See, I didn't know that. I didn't read that part. What's your biggest hit? Yeah, uh, you know what? I think that the one that sold the most records for us was probably the hardest thing when that was out. But the biggest one that's transcended throughout the years is the wedding song I do. Like that's a that's a huge international hit, and and, and uh, I think that that yeah, would everybody probably be- uses it for their wedding when they yeah. get married. Well, it's not here comes the bride anymore. No. <laughs> 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 I, I like love it. I think it's fantastic, and I think that uh, I used to watch all all the. Uh, uh, were you on Dancing with the Stars? Everybody was, else has been on, right? Yeah, were you no. on it? Two, two of the two of the four members, Nick and Drew, have been on. I have not been on yet, so I'm the most challenged dancing wise. But I'd accept the invitation if the if it came my way for sure. I know we should like we should like try and get that going though for you, just because I think it would be like a lot of fun. I mean, you've done so many like cool things, and so as 98 degrees, uh, I want to like first of all just say congratulations because I really was I've always enjoyed the music. When I found out the whole thing about how you put it all together while I was researching you to come on here, I was like, oh, my God. So, like, they really – I mean, that's a quite a big accomplishment because everybody else was put together, you know. And and so and, like, and as far as you're dancing and you can't dance, there's a secret to that. You wear a jock strap, nothing else. Dance. <laughs> no one is going to be looking at you at moves. Well, we've sort of been down that road too, but uh, <laughs> you know, that's a whole other story. A nice tight jock strap, nobody will notice you can't dance. I, yeah, I, I well, yeah. I hope they're not in shock that they don't even look at me at all. If that if that's the case, yeah. but you're you never know. gonna have to worry you're about so that. You're so good looking, and Jimmy said you have a great body. Hey, listen over here, we're gay, so we we know that. <laughs> I'm allowed, I'm allowed to flirt with you. For you, you don't like it. Go fuck yourself. I have I have plenty of soft lights. I got the ring light. Uh, you know all the things that you need to do this stuff out of your house uh, during COVID. I made sure I have that that Oprah lighting that I you know right. all my features are dolled out and I look amazing uh, in this thing. But uh, no, no, I appreciate the compliments, though, man. You're so full of shit. You're a bullshit artist. <laughs> you, you, you look great. You look. He doesn't great. need anything. So need so anything. you guys, here's some things on 98 degrees, and this I don't even know if this is all correct either, but. They sold over 10 million records worldwide. They had eight top 40 singles. And Jeff came out with a solo album, Whisper That Way, that has two, two really, really good songs, which I forgot them. The whole album is good, but two of them are, like, remarkably great. Um, and Thank then uh, the, the first time I talked to you on the phone, you were, like, hosting a uh, singer and MC for the Chippendales thing. And That's I right. guess, like, the Chippendales – thing where you were that you weren't stripping but the, the but you were like the MC for the strippers and I knew nothing about this and then <laughs> and then 
you you turned. I guess they didn't want to do it the way you wanted to do it, so you created your own show, Men of the Strip Review. That's right. Oh, which, be, which became a docu soap, which oh is available, God. and it's Magic Mike with elements of Sex in the City. So basically, you hosted your own male strip review in Las Vegas. You snake you. you well, know. look, you know, I tried. That's ex- well. No, look. So what I wanted to do was was do you know take the Chippendales who doesn't need my help. I mean that's an extraordinarily successful legendary brand. But what I wanted to do and this was pre Magic Mike was create a more modern hipper, you know, uh, more of a show type of that show is really great. But I wanted to do something a little younger and make it more more singing, more like a boy band that rips their shirts off. And so that's what we uh, we did. <laughs> We, we created Men of the Strip, and we took that in, on a 42-city tour, and, and, and Jimmy is exactly right. It turned into a docu-movie on the E! Network, and then uh, you know that, that became a successful venture. But it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was a really interesting experience for me. All the women in the chat room are saying, now we're talking. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> one, of, one of the ladies in the chat room said, could you hang on a minute? She has our batteries dying. <laughs> So she's got to put new batteries in her vibrator. No, I love it. But wait a minute. I know nothing about your stripping. So somehow it came out of my brain. But So you stripped, so you know that. No, he didn't strip. Well, dancing is not necessary. But you had to take your shirt off, didn't you? I, I did take my shirt off. You know, look, that's part of what they do when, you, when you're a celebrity guest. With, with the Chippendales, they have you take your shirt off. But I used to, you know, look, these guys are huge. I like to pride myself on staying in shape. But these guys are 20 years younger than I am. They're about, you know, a foot taller than I am and about 150 <laughs> more pounds than I am. And they're shredded. <laughs> so I literally rip my shirt off and bolt for the side before people could actually <laughs> compare and contrast. Oh, oh, wait, <laughs> hang on. One foot higher. Yeah. About a few inches, that might count. <laughs> <laughs> count that'll, uh, six more inches counts more than one foot higher. Yeah, I, I, I see where you're going with this. <laughs> so let's 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 talk about because you've done so many cool things. Um, so I used to I actually watch the I actually watched the show that you were on. I guess the show didn't really make it. It was called Mission Man Band because I actually oh uh, I knew Rich Cronin, I knew Chris Kirkpatrick. Um, uh, and Brian Abrams, uh, through the record label that I used to work with, uh, I knew him. Um, I don't really know him, know him, but I watched the show. I thought the show was great. I used to be a celebrity clothing designer, and I had um, a clothing store in Fort Lauderdale in this little shopping center. It was a really cool, and across the street from me, there was all stores, but there was apartments on top. And there was like the hottest girl ever who lived there, and she was a bartender at the hottest nightclubs in South Beach. And so I don't know how she did it. Like when InSync was in town, Backstreet was in town, uh, the uh, O Town was in town. They would all be at her apartment, so you would I, see them all and you could meet them. You don't know how. Why. Well, I don't think she you was don't a know hooker. Why, you don't know why they were there. <laughs> but they were, I mean, they were there. No, they were there because she was literally oh, one of the oh, most beautiful only, girls you'd ever seen. Only a gay guy would not know. No, why. so I got to meet. <laughs> so I actually have gotten to meet like a lot of the cool boy bands, and since that was always my favorite. She was into chicken. She was and, uh, banging all the kids. No, she was young. Uh, she was young, too. But they used to all hang out there, so I got to meet them all. Sure. So I watched the show because I had met you know, all if the people straight, in the show except for you. you. And uh, I was there anyway. It was across the street from my store. You were the token fairy. Yeah. <laughs> the token. It didn't matter. <laughs> Believe me. One reason boy bands are so popular is because they have a lot of fairy fairy uh, fans. Fans, of course. Who doesn't like, well, like I, all I, of them? I'm too old to know about boy bands because when these kids come, I mean, I have Older than me, so, 
sorry, I want to go back to that. So, we, so didn't when, have, we didn't have boy bands. We had we had things called Frank Sinatra. Yeah, Man. the Rat Pack. Uh, I mean, that's what you're talking about, right? It's a di- whole different ball game we, there. We, we, we had uh, soloists who had wonderful style. Johnny Mantis, the greatest singer ever Amazing. in the world. No one ever will sing better than Johnny Mathis, as far as I'm concerned. He it's has the best. Uh, Johnny Mathis has the best version of "Oh Holy Night" I've ever heard in my life. Perfect. He has an incredible rendition of that. Johnny has uh, boobs in his throat that just hit every note. Johnny is amazing. Wait, I and I know back. him. I've met him several times, and I love him. He's my mom is a big fan of Johnny Mathis. I am, but my mom was like, "That's how I learned about him with the LPs. We had the albums, and I would listen yeah. to his records." You know, so. Well, that's my generation, but I met Johnny. He's a very shy, sweet guy, very unintrusive, un- lovely man, lovely. So go back though. So whatever happened with Mission Man Band? Did you guys ever release any music, or it was just a reality show that ended and nothing came out of it? Well, well, look, the, the premise, it, it took them a long time to get us all on there uh, because we had a fig- we had figured they're going to put us on there and they're going to exploit us and try to make us look like fools. But eventually, you know, we said, hey, we all talked to each other. We were going to be like, look, let's just do it. At that time, Rich uh, was was sick and, and had been recovering from that. And we thought it would be he really wanted to do it. And we thought it'd be a good opportunity. And we went and checked it out. And of course, what did they want to do? They wanted to make us look like fools, make us look bad. And in the midst of that, we worked with this amazing multi-Grammy award-winning producer, Brian Michael Cox, who made three good records with us. And then, you know, we had the opportunity to go ahead and go forward with it, but we thought that the show was a bad launching point for something like that. So we just, we didn't see it would be a great idea. And I I don't think that, you know- Hang hang on a second. Why would they want to destroy you? Why would they want to do that? That's what reality shows do. It, it, that's what they, and especially then when it was really sort of in the, the emergence of this salacious reality show where it's make everybody look like fools, make them look, okay. the, oh, yeah, yeah. And we assumed that that was going to happen and we were really resistant during the production. So, you know, some of the things that they wanted to do, which might've made good TV, we didn't do. And the things we wanted to do, like the parties that went on after the filming and all the fun stuff that went on after the filming, they didn't want to do. And if we would have done it the right way, it would have been a very successful venture, but it had nothing to do with the lack of having really, really good music that we, that was viable and we could have put out, but the marketing launch of it, you know, we were dead before we could even come out. So, but nonetheless was one of the best experiences of my life. I had been resistant about unscripted and reality TV before then. And then after that, it was, it took me way out of my comfort zone and taught me a lot about myself and I wouldn't have traded. And I I made magnificent lifelong friends with Rich and Brian and Chris and the, and the people that were produced, some of the pre- people that were producing the show. Um, and so I wouldn't have traded the experience, although it wasn't a, a commercial success for me personally, it was a successful part of my life. I think it would have been, I, I, I enjoyed yeah, I would, it, but I, I didn't like the way that they made some of you guys like look I, either. I, if it were I, I would say the public on the camera, go fuck yourself. And I would have <laughs> walked off. Nobody's well, that, making it. I'll make a jerk for myself, but don't you make a jerk. Ron, what we were, that's exactly what we were doing. We were looking, when they were trying to put us on Front Street, you know, we would look at and be like, screw you or fuck you. And, and we were in, in the producer's face and the camera. And, and we thought about, you know, that stuff would have made good TV. Why don't you break the third wall and show that our responses? Because you know what? At the end yeah, of the right, day, we all, exactly. had, we all had huge fan bases and our fans didn't want to see us 
in those vulnerable positions. So they would have been more engaged with the more realistic version of what was supposed to be a reality show, we thought. But, you know, leave it to the experts. They're the producers and, and you know, they, they know what they're doing. But uh, it didn't work. It didn't work. But lifelong friends with those guys. Great experience. I, I think that's terrific. Was- just so everybody knows. Hold on. Uh, so you guys, when they did do the show, no, the people that were on the show were Brian Abrams, you guys. He was from Color Me Bad. Rich Cronin was the lead singer of LFO. Unfortunately, he passed, but he was such a talent and such a nice guy. Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. And then you had Jeff. Um, so it could have been a super boy band group, and it would have been very cool. Go ahead. How many? Please. He made money. That's all that matters. You know, sometimes you got to eat shit to make money. Not that kind of stuff. I would never, never do that again if I were you because you work so hard to build who you are, and then these morons want to make you a jerk. And, and look, we didn't do it for the money. If you know anything about unscripted series, the first you season, don't make any money. You don't make any money. So we went out there for the opera. We really went out there for the opportunity. We were all promised different things with regards to what what they would do for us, even if it wasn't a group for so, on, on our solo efforts. Of course, they didn't live up to any of their their agreements or were their promises. And and it, again, was a lesson, you know, not only in personal discomfort but business as well. And uh, you know, it, it it didn't turn out to be a huge thing, and we did not make a ton of money on that project at all. Um, but again, have, have invaluable lessons and invaluable relationships as a result. A few, I love it. a few years back, somebody offered me a part in a reality show. And then they gave me the byline. You know what? I, I said, you're out of your fucking minds. I'm not doing this. Are you crazy? You yeah, know, because they, wanted, they don't. Yeah. They wanted me to be some outrageous flippant faggot, you know, like a real demented queen, screamy and feminine and weird and dirty. Get out of here. Go down the village. There's a million guys out there. <laughs> you don't have to get me to do that. And I yeah, said, for the most enough. part, they never go for you for what type of person you are. They, yeah. they have a profile that fits a character description, and then they want to exponentially exploit that. So, you know, that's the, you know, that's what they think is good TV. And, and it, folks at home, for the most part, there's that whole gap in there that enjoys that sort of uh, salacious, uh, you know, television. So. Actually, when, back when MTV was really big, because I lived in South Florida for fifty years, almost fifty years, and um, I made it to the final three of like a reality show to be one of the cast members, and then I found out they pay you one hundred dollars a day, and I was just like, yeah, like how am I gonna like you know? When were you gonna be balls? on a reality show? When did this fantasy come? Then it wasn't a fantasy. You made this like, up. I did not. <laughs> Why well, don't tell you a lot of things? You don't look on my on any of my things. I can't yeah, help. I get it. bored. Doesn't Wait matter. a second. You guys have been together 10 years and, and we're, yeah. I, mean, we're just, I, I think I, should, I might be able to count. I should be maybe be your counselor and, and we can learn more about all of us. I, I, I used to go. Other. I had a great agent when I lived in Florida. I went on castings all the time. Agent. Of course I had an agent. How do you get in all the movies? You're making all I am not making it up. <laughs> You're a, what, a habitual liar. I am not a habitual liar. You never told me any. I was in every movie that's ever filmed in South Florida. Oh, most so of them are shit. Now, most really going to. No, I was. And most every of them are movie, Every movie. That while I lived there, every movie that you was were not, in there. You were not in the film that we were watching and shooting Miami with Sylvester Stallone. I wasn't in that one, but I wasn't acting. So there you are. Okay. It wasn't in every. I, movie. I know when I was funny. acting in the area in the time that I was acting when I lived in Florida. So I, he made, I booked he made, my first he made three movies. I did not. One, he's running through the woods and. Yeah, that's a good one. So what? And you don't even know it's him. Yes, you do. No, it's me. And it was in theatrical. It had a theatrical release. It was a long shot. No, it wasn't. It shows me getting killed and I'm laying there and they're squeezing my head and killing me. What's the name of this movie? I got to check this movie. It's called oh, The Incubus. It's the a Incubus. Movie. All right. I'll, I'll, the real I'll, I've got to see it. All, all, the, movies, all, all the movies that I have speaking line roles and stuff in, they all suck. 
because I'm not a good actor, but I'm a good promoter. So people put me in things to promote them, not because well, I can actually act. But I would have been good in a reality show. But for a hundred dollars a day, I would have had to like pay somebody to work in my clothing store, you know, to cover it, and I, it would have cost me more, you know, just to be on some stupid show. It wasn't worth it. Well, no question. For offering me more than a hundred, but they wanted me to be somebody entirely different. <clears throat> and I said, this is not a reality show. You want me to act? You want me to be this flamboyant, way out, sarcastically funny, crazy gay guy? And I thought to myself, is that what they think of me? You know, maybe that's their opinion of me. And it was acting my true self. I don't know. Oh, you know what, too? Say hi to Eileen Shapiro. I don't know if you'll remember Eileen Shapiro. I think you were on the cover of Get Out Magazine one time, which is a big gay magazine in New York. She's my business partner. We're publicists, and we have a business together, and she's in the chat room. She's, she's great. Eileen, what's up? I appreciate the coverage back in the day. I, I sincerely uh, remember you, and thank you for that. How could you forget her and her jugs? Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's Jug City. Okay, so, so then you started, like, you did a movie, and this is the next thing, because I actually, uh, I'm a big horror movie fan. Now, I haven't seen this movie. I want to know if you're going to tell me if it's okay or if it's terrible, but you're in a movie called Dead 7, and the thing that's so cool about this movie is that this movie stars all the famous boy band people, you guys. So it's called Dead 7. I think it was written by Nick uh, Carter. Uh, I saw it on IMDb. In the movie is Nick Carter, Joey Fatone. It's from NSYNC. AJ McLean's from the Backstreet Boys. Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. Howie Doro from Backstreet Boys. Eric Estrada from uh, uh, O-Town. Uh, I, I always forget that. I don't know why. Jacob Underwood's from O-Town. Eric Dan Miller's Estrada from, was a singer? Different different Eric Estrada. Dan Miller from O-Town. Tommy McCarthy, who was in Ricky Rebels. Uh, no Authority. Band. No Authority. No authority. Yep. Ricky, Re Ricky Rebels is a good friend of ours. So love, I, love, I love Ricky. Um, Ricky it also has... And I peed together. They're talking about peeing. <laughs> we, we were in a we were in a uh, we were in a ghost hunt with the famous uh, Casey Cardozola, and we were in a haunted, horrible old hospital yeah. that was all dismantled and full of rats and stuff. It was a psychiatric hospital, and, and we came through the window to, to do a, always, a ghost so hunt. Ricky. So the two of us were standing there peeing, and they're filming. It was funny. <laughs> so also, you guys, John Cicada is in it, and Frenchie <laughs> Davis from. Uh, from American Idol is in and a whole bunch of people and it's gunslingers ridding a small town of a zombie plague. So number one, <laughs> did you have fun doing it? And number two, is it an okay movie? Like, I Oh man, it was the, it was one of the best experiences of my life. Like we filmed in Butte, Montana, you know, we're all used to staying in these luxurious hotels. I, I think we stayed in the, you know, what, uh, like a no-tell motel type of place. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was nothing to do in the town except go to like a local bar that had like some slot machines and some gambling in there. And uh, you know, we just, all we did was sit around and, and drink and tell jokes and screw off and and look they gave us the script beforehand and you know all of us memorized our lines and then then the, then when we got there they're like forget all those lines <laughs> and, and literally like <laughs> literally like the day of they give you the new what they call Jimmy you know this sides your or your, or your and and then as we're on the set the director would come up and just get, have you take your script out of your back pocket and be like change this do this. We used to be in super prepared. So another, again, that was another thing. You're like, oh man, you know, and, and trying to be perfect. He's like, don't try to be perfect. What does this scene mean? Don't worry. We're going to figure it out later. And so it was really just put together like that. It does have some remnants of Nick's scripts and he did write the, you know, the premise of the show and, and the original script, but it's really an act of improv. And, and 
Will I say it's good? <laughs> no. Will I say it's entertaining? Absolutely. It was a really great experience. I mean, some of those guys, AJ was really good. Nick was really good. Um, you know, uh, uh, Joey Fatone was really good in it. Um, and, and, and look, we had so much fun. We're like, we need to do this again. What, what's the next premise going to be? Because everybody, uh, you know, it's called Dead 7 for a reason, right? We all die. So, uh, you know, they, we obviously can't make a sequel, but we're, we're like, how cool? What, what, what other um, shows can we do? Can we, can we do a mob show? Uh, what, what other premise can we have to do this again? But it was one of the best experiences ever. So. If you guys do another one, like I want to help produce it. I'll go out and help find money for it because I would love to do that. And it's so funny because Nick is, isn't really that bad an actor. And Ron's daughter was in a movie with him. Um, that movie that he did uh, with the Headless Horseman. I forgot the name of that oh, movie. Uh, 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 I, forgot. I forgot. But anyway, Ron's daughter is one of the actresses in that movie. Well, we've been talking about it for three or four years now. Like, we all want to do it again. It's about, you know, finding the right uh, premise. And, of course, you need the money to do it. But, you know, I know it was an international hit with regards to sales and downloads and views and all that stuff. So I'm going to have to When I go on set. You know, they say, did you memorize your lines? Of course I never did, because I can't. I don't memorize lines anymore. I say, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and when we start to shoot, I come out with the most brilliant stuff. <laughs> I say, yeah. Ron, that's not the script. I said, I know, mine's better. Uh, yeah, sometimes it is better, right? I mean, because, uh... well, you, you know, when I play, usually I play a Brooklyn hood, a gangster from Brooklyn. These guys are from, you know, California surface, they don't know how to speak Brooklyn or be a gangster from Brooklyn. So when they write things, you know, like a guy in Brooklyn would say, hey man, get over here, I'm gonna knock your brains in, I'm gonna kill you in a minute. They write, get over here, we're going to strike you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I, I say, honey bun, that ain't Brooklyn. You want me, you want me because of my accent? Well, here you go. So I wrote, rewrite everything. But I'm in happy films sometimes, sometimes good ones. But That's great. Kid films. He know, does a lot of horror movies. Horror movies where the kids love to chop them up and stuff. Uh, That's really cool. I, I'd love to see some of these movies now that we've talked about it. I'm going to have to go back and check out. Clown Fear. Clown Fear. He's good in Clown Fear. I have three, clown movies, fear. three movies out right now. Clown Fear is out. And the other one out? Oh. Anyway, I have three movies out. I forgot the title. Big Freaking Rat is coming That's out. That's coming out. And, and then he has um, another one. And he just shot Clown Motel 3 that's coming out this summer. Right. No, two. Clown Motel 2, sorry. And I'm going to be in Clown Motel 3. We're shooting and, in the summer. And how can you forget about the Incubus? So I've, I've written down my list of... Uh, of <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's such I a bad will, film. Which I will a, go do after this is no, over. No, it's really not that bad. Yeah, I mean, hey, a, it was distributed in Blockbuster. It had theatrical re release. Um, and I, I and I play Dead Man Running, so I run through the woods and then I fall. <laughs> I do my own stunts. I fall on the rock and I fall down and I get up and run and then they catch me and kill me because it's all about like people who suck your soul out, you know, or some shit. It looked like a rhino. <laughs> he, he looked like a rhino running through the jungle. No, I would look great. I'm great in it. He just doesn't like it because I. He doesn't like. I, I'm really more of a producer. I, I really. He's a great actor. Um, I'm really not a great actor, but people catch me because of my because I'm a publicist and I can like get. You know, they know if they cast me, I'll get promotions. You get the word out there, yeah. That's, that's right. I get the word out there. So. I, I have run But he lines. can actually run. He I, can actually I, act. I ran lines with Jimmy one time. I said, Jim, the difference between reading a line and acting a line. <laughs> Got to understand, you, you know, you, you live a lines like you're, well, okay, I'm over here now. Come and get me, and then we can go up to the mountaintop. We have a movie called Croker. You should watch. That's like the worst one out of all of them. It only had like a $15,000 budget. 
I was I was brilliant in that movie. I've got to tell you, my portrayal of a wicked cop was really good. I mean, I was I was the best in that film. We shot it in no in Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, right? And he plays a sheriff or a, a cop or whatever. So we go to Seven Eleven after we've been shooting to take a break, and we're buying like all this food, and puts his food up there and they don't fucking charge him because they think he's a real cop. He had, a, he had the uniform on. <laughs> he had the uniform and the gun and everything on. And so they didn't charge him. And then no, I, I, I never pay. I, I have a costume. Jimmy has the credit card. So I walked on. Right. And they let all and, his right, shit walk And, with and I said to Jimmy, wow, this is really cheap thing here. I said, all that stuff, <laughs> all that stuff for six bucks. <laughs> it was like $25 so, worth of stuff and we got it so for six when Jimmy, bucks. When Jimmy said what they did, I said, Let's go to an Italian restaurant with the crew. <laughs> now, if where, where are you guys food. now? Are you in? I heard you talking about Palm Springs. Springs. Are you? In, you're yeah, in Palm we're, Springs. we're in Palm Springs. Yes, but we're actually broadcast out of Florida. So we're all we're broadcast. Where do you live? I live in Vegas. I live in Vegas. So, you know, oh. I, I, I like that sort of environment, the desert, the, you know, you have the strip down the road, but we did a show in Palm Springs last year and I fell in love with Palm Springs too. I was like, man, this is really nice here. It's a good place to be. Actually, they shot clown. A clown motel too at the clown motel, which is not too far away, I think, from Vegas. Right, you right. The middle of the desert, you gotta like love Do it. Do you know Michael Damien? You know, I've 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 met him a couple of times, and of course, my mom was a huge fan of the Young and the Restless, so I used to watch uh, her video. She used to videotape uh, the Young and the Restless, and I'd make me watch it with her. So I'm very familiar with him. Yeah, sure. He's Danny oh. Danny, Danny Romalotti. Danny Romalotti, uh, yes. Yeah, that's right. Michael and Janine live in Vegas. Yeah, they live in Vegas. <clears throat> Yeah, Michael's, Michael and his wife, I, you know, I was talking to this dance network about doing some programming there, and they said that Michael and his wife have a big dance studio. They're really in that space. So, you know, he's and having a lot of great movies stuff. called High Strung and High Strung Free Dance, which are dance movies, and they're very, and, very And you good. won't meet better people. I love the both. Yeah, they're very nice. They're good friends of ours, and I'm happy that we, that they are because they're both sweethearts. We actually yeah. met them way back in the day when we had our show because CBS contacted us to have Michael Damon when he came back on Young and the Restless a little stint they asked us if we'd have him on our show so that's how we met him and then we became friends uh he's a very cool guy and his movies are really really good you, you guys yeah you guys should be friends you and, and he was a singer he did uh rock on he's also italian his family yeah. comes from the same part of italy my family comes from genoa so when i met his mom i was talking Genevieve's dialect, which is very difficult. And she just got the biggest kick out of it. She said, how do you know that dialect? I said, because my father spoke it when he got angry. <laughs> so all I could say to her were things like the takamyaja, which it's means a the takamyaja means I'm going to pester you right up against that wall. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she started to laugh. I said, I know all the things, like all the horrible stuff my father threatened me in Genevieve's. So let's see. So you, you've also produced the Discovery Science TV series Drone. It was distributed in 94 countries. Are you doing a lot more producing? Yeah, a lot, of, more TV shows? a lot of that stuff. I've got I'm working on a really cool documentary uh, that's coming out pretty soon. I can't really talk about it yet, but that one's really interesting with a really talented uh, guy. You know, Look, I partner with really talented people. I like ideas and meet people and connect, but I let the experts do it. This guy's been great. He won a couple Emmys for his work doing the, uh, some documentaries for CNN. So I have that a couple of other unscripted things in the works as well. And, you know, I've been working on this tech platform that's very artist and fan friendly. I know you've heard of OnlyFans and Patreon and Cameo. This is 
something I've been working on for two years that we're about to launch, which is really engaging, uh, where you can stream content, promote yourself all the time, do all kinds of really cool stuff. That's about to launch too. That's been taking up a lot of my time lately. Does that have a name that you're allowed to say or you can't say it yet? I can't say that one yet either because we okay. have a very specific launch and very specific partners on that one. But that's going to be a game changer where you can just sit at home and monetize all your stuff. Love I it. hate this bullshit that we can't keep up where we're working. You know, years ago, they used to encourage you. If you're in a movie, they'd say, anytime you go to a party, be sure you tell the people about the movie so it spreads around by mouth, word of mouth. Now, like, I'm in a film in June and I'm not allowed to discuss it. And I think that's nonsense. Because I could do more pre-publicity for this film than anybody. Because we have 4.5 million people watching us right now. And these people are stupid that I'm not going to talk about the movie I'm in. It is odd because you know what? It, you know, half the time it's investors and they they require a certain marketing plan and way they want to release things. And look, I I have I don't I don't think I have the reach that you do, but I have certain relationships like this that I can go to for stuff like that and talk about it and pepper it out there and make create awareness for it. But you know, look, everybody has their their reasoning for doing things. I have a lot of respect for it. And then you know, look, after it launches, I'll go all over the place and talk about it and really you know I do we'll a lot come of back. Stuff. we'll come back. <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to talk about it a lot more, especially if you have 4.5 million listeners. By the way, that's incredible. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Jimmy lies. I don't lie. Um, <laughs> and, and Facebook fans, we've got 5,000 each. I mean, we've got people all over the place. No, we we were voted two years in a row the number one podcast. Web show. Web show in the world. That's and amazing. I can see why it's it's a very entertaining and fun show, and it's a it's, and it's not it's normal, unique. right? No, it's, it's not unique. Normal. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's, unique. It's, it's real, and it'll help you. There's going to be somebody out there somewhere. We go all over the world. We're in every country in the world. How come they don't understand this in English? I don't. I mean, in China, they're not they're the same. I don't know over there. I'm on. Yeah, all, I'm on Chinese. I'm even on China Chinese Twitter, or Weibo, or whatever. Right. Like, and I have like, so, I have thousands of followers, and I can't even like write anything that anybody understands. I just make my Instagram post there. And there was there was a time when we would have to search and get our guests. Thank God, now we have them calling us to come on. Actually, I searched for him though. Well, I saw him on on uh, on LinkedIn, and I hadn't talked to him. I had his phone number, his old phone number, and everything in my phone. But the first time I talked to him, he was doing the stripper thing uh, with yeah. Chippendales, and that's right. when we like talking. He had new well, music coming it's, out. It's all about timing. So now, now, now he's in a new place, and we're going to do good for him. We go. I absolutely. I uh, appreciate I it. it. So tell me this. Okay, so I got two things. First of all, I want to make another comment. That's how big a boy band fan I used to go to Europe and buy all the boy bands. So you also went on tour with A1 and Blue. How was that? Because I love Blue. Yeah, those I guys were great. You know, they were all great. I mean, I think Blue was was a little bit more popular than A1, but it was all, it was all good. I mean, they uh, they actually asked the entire group to come, and this was pre re, uh, us reunited, ninety eight degrees reuniting before we went on the Boys to Men and New Kids tour. And you know, I don't think any of the guys were interested in going time they offered me a really good opportunity because we never broke europe believe it or not we broke almost all over the rest of the planet except for europe for some reason and a lot of that had to do with our label getting sold polygram got sold to, uh, to universal and it was seagrams and, and all these parent companies so every time we attempted to go to europe we never broke so i was like let me go to europe or uh, uh, let me go tour with these european bands uh then then you know i'll do all the social media with them and then i'll start getting recognized and getting some exposure where they're from in the UK. So I went there and, and I love Southeast Asia. We, you know, we actually 
broken Canada and Southeast Asia really before the US. Uh, they embraced us and I went there by myself and it was, it was honestly, the response was as if the whole group was there and made, again, great friends with A1 and Blue. And you hear all these things and horror stories about these big groups and celebrities, but we have a great relationship with all of them. I mean, Backstreet, NSYNC, O-Town, A1, Blue, those guys are fantastic. I could ask any of those guys, a, all for one, those guys are great. Boys to Men, I could ask any of those guys for any favor, they'd be right there. So I had a blast. I it was amazing. It. I think wait, wait a minute. Eileen Shapiro's dearest and most loved friend. What's his name? Aaron? Oh, not anymore. Aaron Polestar. No, no, don't, don't, don't. I'll bring do, up nasty do, do you know, do you know? I'm not bringing nasty. <laughs> You're the nasty one. Do, 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 you know, do you know who Aaron Paul is? Aaron Paul. Not the actor. He was in the boy band that uh, did. Uh, he's another European, a British boy band. And it was, I forgot the name. I don't know if Eileen's still in there. Uh, I have all their albums though. Uh, they did the song for the for the Queen. They did a remake of uh, Oh Westlife. No, oh I love Westlife though. Yeah, they're a good one. Damn, Boyzone is a good one. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Boyzone great. His, his group was very famous. I know. Is it, but, uh, is it Take That? No, oh that's a good one too. Your name in every boy band in the planet. I, I know, hang on. No, this one was a very famous. No, not 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 as famous as those. No, but I knew his name name of his group too. Nine one nine one one Ant and Deck Jimmy Ray I'm trying to, I'm naming everybody that we met over there and Jimmy will pull it when you hear it you'll know it I think they dissolved before that this uh, had some good music E seventeen no take a, five like a, like a voice <laughs> in the band title something like that. I forgot. Worlds Apart. Worlds Apart. I've never heard of that one, ironically. <laughs> I, out of all the ones I named, I've never heard of one. <laughs> you have know never seen one in the planet except you that. You know why? You know why? Because Worlds Apart, I was a big fan of theirs, but actually all their hit singles were remakes of other people's songs. They didn't have, like, you guys have all original your songs, but, like, they, they got famous doing, like, could it be I'm Falling well, for, in Love. For a while, that was what they did in Europe. So when we went yeah. there, they were really encouraging us that this is how you break just do a remake. And, you know, at that time, the label was like, nah, you have strong enough singles as it is, but that's what they encouraged the bands to do. And if you can't catch a cold with your regular songs, you just keep putting out remakes in the UK. Now, I, every, everything's changed now, uh, you know, according to the social media we have and, and different things and releasing multiple singles at once. But back then it was do a cover that'll get you on, uh, you know, Radio One or BBC One or the, the big stations there. Capital Radio is another one. Uh, you do a cover and it gives you instant recognition. But, yeah, I can understand why they did that. Yeah, so they did that. It was cool. So, okay, so how about solo music? You, you've released a bunch of singles. I know you released one with Mr. Pectacular, uh, which yeah. uh, I listened to, uh, and actually it was pretty good. I actually enjoyed it. Uh, but you got any solo music that you're working on coming out? Is there any chance that anybody's going to get to hear anything new from you? You know, in COVID, I, I always write. So I'm always writing. And, and look, I, I'll play stuff in TV shows and, and do a lot of stuff for production for overseas acts or emerging acts. I never really released anything for myself. So when I did the first solo album, it was I couldn't catch a cold. I, I, you know, it was right after the boy bands. Nobody wanted to play them anymore. So Whisper That Way, I was just learning production i did it out of my house uh you know and I, I got signed to a jazz label and and that was only distributed at that time in uh 
bookstores, you know, Borders Books and Music and Barnes and Nobles. So, you know, that one didn't get much exposure. And, you know, I write songs all the time. I've written over a hundred songs during COVID during this time. So I'm always in here writing, but I've never really had an intention to go out there. It's either something else came out or wasn't the proper opportunity timing wise, but I certainly have a, t- a treasure trove of music that I could, you know, tool up and put out. It's just a matter of when the timing's right or how we're going to do it. You know, the group's about to go do some music. So uh, oh, maybe I'll good. Yeah, maybe I'll pig, piggyback uh, off of that and, do, and release some of this stuff. But I write, I write every day. I'm in here every night from midnight to 6 a.m. Totally you should totally like research why from midnight to 6 a.m. Uh, because I'm with my kids and my wife during that time. And it's usually Zoom calls or interviews or working on different things during the day. And then, you know, when everybody's asleep. It, and that's that's when I get to pounding away in the studio and creating on, on all this stuff and and having when fun with you me. sleep. When do you sleep? Yeah, I usually sleep around, you know, anywhere from five or six until about nine. So I'll sleep then and I'll take like maybe a 45 minute. Now, I don't sleep that much. I wish okay, I did. I wish I did. But I, I'm always burning the, the candle at birth, both ends. So that, I like, so love it. I've been asleep for the last hour. I make believe I didn't sleep last night. I'm telling I heard you, you saying that. How, what, don't, what, you have trouble sleeping? No, trouble peeing. Oh, Ur- that. Urgency. I every, five, every five, six minutes I had to get up and, and all night long. My interrupted sleep is worse than no sleep. Yeah, no so doubt. I said, I said to Jimmy, I don't know how I'm going to do the show today. I'm not going to be my vivacious, crazy self. I, I think, yeah. hey, I haven't seen the show before, but it seems like you're pretty vivacious now. If it, if yeah. it gets more vivacious than this, I'll have to tune in, tune in more yeah. often. However, uh, I'll tell you, because like, I'm sure this show actually is going to do very well because you have a, a great fan base. Um, have you? Do you know who John Berriman is? He's no. The, yeah, he, uh, he was in no. Doctor Who, and then he was in Torchwood. He had his own series, and now he's on. Uh, on Arrow, he's the bad, the bad archer or whatever, the, the bad guy on Arrow TV show anyway. And he's a singer and he sang for the Queen of England anyway. So we had him on our show when we first started going video, which is about eight years ago. And, um, and as soon as he came on live, he had a blow-up doll sitting there and he was like French kissing the blow-up doll. And that was the first <laughs> thing that we saw of him. The very first image of the show. That was the, the very first image. Well, he had seen our show. He knew we fool around. We have a great sense of humor, and that's why he did it. Meanwhile, he's one of the most gorgeous men in the world, most beautiful blue eyes, a handsome fella, gay guy, great, you know, openly gay, and terrific. We got 10 million plays. And he lives in, <laughs> he lives in Palm Springs. Listen, when you come to Palm Springs performing, let us know. I will. I'm, I'm sure we'll be back there. I know we had something else on the schedule but pre-COVID and all those dates. They haven't been canceled. They just, you know, perpetually get moved until the vaccine is very uh, prolific in the space and everybody feels safe and comfortable getting out there. But we have something on the books for Palm Springs. So, so you I'll guys are coming out, with yeah. You're coming out with new music? If you comp us, we'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that goes without saying. I mean, we'll, we'll take care of you for sure. <laughs> uh, so wait, a uh, do you guys have something new coming out, or is that not you're not allowed because you kind of hinted to that? Is well, yeah, no, I, I think we're we're finally talking about it. You know, we're going to get together and 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 try to put something together. It, it's long overdue, and certainly we haven't taken advantage of all the things at your disposal. We we had been doing things when we came back back the traditional way, putting a whole albums out and and doing that, and and, and you know times have changed. You can just put singles out, and yes. so we're just going to make songs and and you know put them out there and see how they do so we're excited about the opportunity and there's no pressure anymore you know for it you know we can we just want it to be good we we have an excitable engaged fan base thank god that's still around this many years later so we're just going to make good music and put it out and the game plan doesn't have to be crazy like it, it used to 
I like love it. I have actually some ideas for you. I'm going to send you an email because I don't want to talk about and, it. Over and remember, there. And remember, <laughs> send it. Remember one thing, and I learned that I'm in the business 64 years, so I've learned something. What I learned is good lasts forever. Bullshit yeah. walks. I mean, if you have a, if you're a hit one, one one hit Johnny, you know you got one song and wow wow wow, and nobody hears from you. No, good lasts forever. So never think of yourself as an old group. Think of yourself as a lasting group. And because, I appreciate that for sure. Don't don't. I'm not lying. I'm telling the truth. I, I know you are. If you crap, I wouldn't have said it. I would have said, forget about it. Go get a job in the railroad. Or <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but good, I, I've learned that. I mean, I came up with, I mean, I, I'd love to name drop. Marlon Brando uh, was nothing. I was a kid trying to be in the business, and Brando stuck with it. And, uh, and nobody ever thought that Brando would be anything. He was smelled. He was dirty. He was vulgar. He was crude. He was nasty. He was nuts. He was a wild guy. <laughs> he, no, when he was young, Brando, people would run away from him. And uh, he, good is good, and he was great. Nobody, nobody beats Brando for acting, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I think when we, right when we were kind of going off and, and deciding to, to take a break, you know, the industry was changing and we were in, you know, our late twenties at that time. And I was like, I want to put music out. And they were like, Oh, you need to go to adult contemporary. <laughs> and I was still in my twenties. And <laughs> I mean, it was crazy, but, but what has changed is technology. And what has also changed is proof of concept. You've had guys that have been gone for a long time and you're like, wow, that song's badass. It sounds great. And it's someone that they told, you know, go pound send. You can't do this anymore because you're too old. Look, you're exactly right. One thing's for sure. You've seen, if somebody has something good, they come out with it. And, and it, it'll stand the test of time. doesn't matter how old you are. I say fuck ageism. Tony Bennett still packs a house. Tony can go in any arena and get four or 5,000 people to listen to him sing. He's about 150. He's lucky he has breath to talk, let alone sing. Tony Bennett is good. And good goes forever. And, and no what's such, funny, when you no say that, is age. No and, such and speaking about Palm Springs, I mean, when I was talking about we played Palm Springs and, and, the, and the venue escapes me, the casino escapes me, but he played the night before. Uh, so no, there you go. He played the night before. I was I was in the gym the next day and I'm looking out there and he's sitting in the court. I'm like, is that Tony Bennett? They're like, yeah, he played here last night. And I'm like staring at him. I'm like, stop staring. Uh, but yeah, I, I completely get it. You have to remember 100, too, he's though, 150. You had all, all your fan base. You know, you don't you don't lose your fan you don't lose your fan base, and all your fan base has gotten older with you. You know, so like you know, the same people, and the only thing that you can do is get more people because there's younger people who might not know who you are, and and hopefully you know you make a splash, and the older people share it with their kids and their everybody, and it, it becomes a whole big thing again. Because I think that also they're loyal. Also, what I will teach you is age gives you less. <clears throat> anxious anxiety to do my younger years i used to fight go crazy for a part it was like my life i don't give a shit parts are coming to me like left and right because you know why i don't care when, <laughs> when you really when you really put yourself out there you make all the mistakes because you're so anxious to do it that you do any crazy shit to get known or whatever no i don't care 
Yeah, I couldn't. I, I couldn't agree with you more. We had so much competition being compared to to groups like Backstreet and InSync that really were not only talented guys, but had a fine, finely tuned machine and and well oiled machine behind them. And we were always kind of trying to get to where they were, and we were kind of considered in their peer group. But you know, for us, it was always this anxiety and this anxiousness, and looking behind our over our backs and over our shoulders, going, "Wow, somebody's going to come take our spot." Well, now we're we're in our forties. We know our fans are there, and what I'm what what I'm trying to say is we couldn't agree with you more and we're having more fun than ever. I'm like, why couldn't have we have, we have had this much fun the first time around. We were blessed. We had a great opportunity, but we were, we were, we were not really having fun ever uh, during that. Anxiety, anxiety will destroy you. Listen, they, when they need an 800 year old man that can still breathe and walk and talk, they find me. So now now I've, now I've got a place in the show business and movies. Because that they, you know, when they need an old bag that looks good and cooked, not so many around. <laughs> you got you guys are bringing in a culture of music that's been forever, and that's vintage and that's good because it's got quality, and it's not brash and new like some of the junk that's out there. I hate the music of today. And you haven't let yourself fall apart, so like your fans no, are going to look yes. at you and see you and go like, "Oh my God, he like yeah. he's just a little bit older, but no, like no, he's no, still no. like hot." Listen, I watched. <laughs> listen, I watched the. the was it, the four tops of five satins, one of them. Uh, one of the black groups who were fabulous. And they were out there, these old guys, and they were dolled up in their sparkly tuxes and they were carrying on and singing. Do you know who the five satins were? Of course. They did it oh, in, the still, oh, you know. in the still of the night. Five exactly. Satins. Exactly. In the still of the night. Anyway, um, they, were incre- they were like 90 years old each. Incredible. And they got a standing ovation. We actually recently had we had Earth, Wind, and Fire. A bunch of people from Earth, Wind, and Fire on. We had Chairman of the Board on. Wonderful, wonderful, like all kinds of great, my super great people. People from my time. I like love it. So we only have about three minutes. So first of all, you guys, Jeff Timmons. You can follow him uh, on Twitter. He's at Jeff Timmons. What are you on uh, Instagram? Are you also Jeff Timmons? Yep, at Jeff Timmons on on both of those. Yep. Yeah, it's on his picture there. Okay, he's at Jeff Timmons everywhere. You guys, he's got all kinds of stuff going on going to be making a new movie soon and i'm going to produce it um so let's just get going <laughs> let's with that do it. And, let's uh, do it. he's also he's also uh you guys should go see dead seven i'm going to watch it now I, I wanted to talk with him and see if it was uh any good or not and even if it's not any good just because you like the people in it you're going to like it you i guys. didn't say it was good i said no, it was I said, entertaining <laughs> I said if you, like, you know what lance henriksen is like one of my favorite actors and i'm uh, friendly with him i've met him several times and he even told me one i told him uh, this movie you did this bigfoot movie i was like what a piece of shit dude it was like a really bad movie and he was like yeah but i gotta make my alimony payments and so i had to like, do it you know so not but i like it anyway just because he's in it which was my point people who like you and all the boy band members and stuff they're gonna like it whether it's any good or not because all you guys are in it and it gives them an opportunity to to see you in and, action and for me when i see a celebrities that i know over the hundred years that are in the film i'm get, i get excited like i say oh my god look so and so she's 85 and she's got a job and i love that and the movie stinks it's a horrible movie she's work <laughs> but she's working you know or he's working that excites me because vintage anything is wonderful Europe, vintage is respected and revered. In America, vintage is called old, throw it out, get rid of it. It's new. Americans have got to learn that vintage wine is better than yesterday's wine. 
I love the point for sure. I mean, and, and it's not just in Europe. It's in it's in Southeast Asian culture, Asian culture, even Canada kind of pursue uh, kind of per- perceives age a little bit different than the U.S. Hopefully, you know, the U.S. isn't so quick to throw stuff out and and be more interested in in kind of following and and well, sort of embracing age a little bit more. We're a disposable people. Everything we own only lasts two years or three years, and you don't fix it, you throw it out and buy another one. I know, like I lost all my all my cassettes that I had all my boy band music on. I had to rebuy it all on CDs, and now I don't have a CD player, so then I had to re-download all of it to my iTunes <laughs> You guys should get paid for all of those, but you probably don't. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> yes. But anyway, so you guys, this is Jeff Timmons. Jeff, we want to thank you so much for coming on, taking time. Um, best of luck. Congratulations on all your sex success. Six. And all your success. I, I thought you had a crush yeah. on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's I not think, old enough, but I he's like 75. I like well, it. I look 75, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, please, you so, you I, anytime like you have anything to promote, I am going to send you an email. I got some uh, something uh, that, that might, you guys might like. Um, and and Jeff, looking, looking forward to meeting you when you perform here. Ron, it's been a joy. Congrats on all Good. your success. Uh, not just on, on this, on this show, everything and else. Yours also. Hi. You're a very sweet, nice guy. Thank you, Bye. guys. I sincerely appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Bye. You're a regular, Bye. Joe, regular Joe. All right, everybody. Hope what you guys nice enjoyed guy. that. What a cool guy. What a nice – he's a regular Joe. See, these are the people I like. You could fool around and talk about your – I mean, that's what I like. I don't like these pieces of shit that come on with their tight asses in there. Excuse me, but I don't discuss that. I don't think, oh, fuck so. I'm cursing like crazy today. That's okay. So Goddess joined us in the chat room. Hello, Goddess is in the chat room. Grant joined us. In, oh, she was there before, I think. Dave Hughes joined us. Um, so Dave Hughes has joined us. Um, no girls today, Dave. Sorry. Yeah, no girls. Uh, so, you guys, you can listen to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell on W4CY Radio, our home station. You can also hear us on K4HD Radio in L.A., Jackalope Radio in St. Louis. We're on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Podomatic, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spreaker, Apple TV, Podbean, Spotify, and Pandora. Uh, if you want to watch the show, you can see us on Comcast, Roku, Vimeo, and Jimmy Stars World Television, which is on jimmystarsworld.com. Um, uh, I, I really enjoyed that. He's like such a cool guy. He's a nice guy. I actually met him when we first moved to Pennsylvania. Wait, did I meet him? No. I, I met him on the internet. I didn't meet him like oh. in person. Yeah, you um, well, that's meeting him. If you talk to him on the phone, I had his phone number. So Listen, meeting somebody to me is when you shake their hand. Well, like, that's how you meet. Seeing them on the friggin' computer is, yes, Jimmy, whatever you say, darling. I'm not well enough to fight you today. That's okay. Well, it is meaning people. Today, you can abuse me and beat me because I'll, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll be subservient because I don't feel well. I'm so exhausted. I'm going to go to sleep in a minute. What's the next guest? Is he going to wake me up a lot? Nate Sounds is coming on in a minute. I'm not sure. I'm going to torture him a little. No, don't torture him. I know. Huh? I know. I don't. Uh, I don't know him that well, and I don't oh, know. Oh, he's he, probably going to be a swell guy. Everybody's a swell guy. We don't have him on the show. What's right. up, chat room? I, mean, I, I, I don't want a boring guest because I'll go right out. We'll go right to sleep. Goddess said her brother died. I'm sorry to hear that, Goddess. Oh, Goddess, We're come on. Sending you, sending you love and kisses, and and for you and the family. That's sad. And Cambria Carpenter, hello, hello. Um, Goddess says she hopes you feel better, Ron. Goddess, I hope you feel better. You know much I love you, honey. What can I say? Tragedy is tragedy is tragedy. Period. It really is. It's just tragic. It's, every day there's more and more. I, 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 you know, really, 
I fight so hard to stay up and happy. Everybody's croaking on me. <clears throat> yeah, which is sad. Um, bye, Pat Grassa. She has to go. Uh, bye, Pat. Thanks for tuning in. All is good. Um, okay, so what are we going to talk about while we're waiting for our next guest? Well, do you have anything particular you'd like to say? Yeah, my beauty. Okay, we can my, talk about my your gorgeous beauty. body that's built like a, a cousin. Shit brick know. house. No, my muscles, all my beautiful body, my gorgeous personality. Also, my modesty. My, yeah. uh, <laughs> discuss how modest I am and shy, and withdrawn, and, and, and intrusive. Obtrusive. Obtrusive. Okay. Why I said it wrong? No, that's correct. So why you correct me? I pulled your beard off. No. I have to get a tweezer and yank out every no. hair of your face to make pain. No. I'm in a lot of pain right now. Oh, good. With my beard, my oh, knee. Good. I don't good. know why. Like oh, some so reason, happy. when I sit here on Wednesdays, my knee just kills. Happier in pain. Good. That's not nice. Well, I should only be in pain. <laughs> but you don't care. We shouldn't both be in pain. You don't. Oh no, because I sleep so much when you get up eighteen times. <laughs> well, you didn't acknowledge me getting up twenty-two times. Eighteen. Time. I counted it. Eighteen. Yep. You just laid there like a lump. You didn't say, "Honey, I feel sorry for you." What am I supposed to? I'm trying to sleep. Well, I, well one yeah. of us has to be able you to see, function. I'm in, I'm in pain. I know I'm you're in pain. agony. You know this. This infection is for the birds. I don't care for this. I wish it on somebody evil. But not me. No, we don't wish it on anything. Because, you know, when you wish something bad on somebody, it comes back. So I don't Not if you wish it on somebody that deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, what else can we talk about? Let's talk about um, what, 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 what? I don't know. Let's talk about something interesting. Me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to do that in my stand-up comedy show. I would say to the audience, okay, let's talk about something interesting. What should we talk about that's interesting? And then I'd say, let's talk about me. I got a lot of laughs on that. The old, old stand-up comical joke. I used to do stand-up for many, many years. Uh, love stand-up. I still do stand-up even on this show. I'm sitting down, but it's really stand-up. Look, I look like a fat schlep. Because when you're sitting in these seats, the shirt goes up. Look, I know. You look like a horse. And I'm not even that fat anymore. I, I, lost, I, I lost 21 pounds. We've got, to get, we've, got to, we've got to get back into a studio. Their proper seating and lighting and cameras and stuff. We have proper lighting. Well, this is COVID. Studio COVID. Poor little dog, too, is just freaking out that he's not in here with I us. I know. He wants to be with me. Well, we don't have that much time. We're only on the show a little bit more. Where's anyway. our next guest? I don't know. I can't look because I got to keep the talking going. Let me see if I got an email. I'll sing. Okay, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> 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 what can I sing? Um, oh. <laughs> anyway, you guys. Oh, I think Nate's request. Oh, yeah, you're taking requests. <laughs> yeah, there you go. How about Blue Moon? Blue Moon, I saw you standing alone without a thrill of my own. I groped your crotch. No, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, you sounded pretty good there. You know, Jimmy, my voice comes. I used to sing all the time. Don't forget. I sang my show. We did four songs. I did four songs in my show and comedy. How about I got you under my skin? I've got you under my skin. I've got you deep inside of me. So deep in my heart. You're only a part of me. I've got you under my skin. I tried so 
not to give in. And it goes on and on and on. I don't know the rest. I don't know the words well, to it. It's nice to have music. You know, you have a note. You got to play a note. But they liked you singing it, so well, that's they, all that matters. If they hit a, a note on the piano, like they hit it D or D or C, bing, you know where you're going. But to do it a cappella, you know, exhausted with it. You might notice my voice is different. It's huskier and deeper because I didn't get sleep. When you don't sleep, everybody out there, doesn't your voice change? I wonder why. Actually, they said they love you singing for them, though. What's your favorite song? I've got so many. Oh. Chances are. No, not those are Johnny's songs. No, my songs I did in my show, I loved. I mean, uh, my favorite song was The Lady is a Tramp. That was the opening number we did. I was oh, in, you could do that one for everybody. I was you in, know the words for that one. I was in drag as Jane Russell performing, and I we opened up with, I get too hungry for dinner at eight. I love the theater. No, I forgot. Imagine I did that about a thousand times because I changed the lyrics. I get too hungry for dinner at eight. I love the theater. I'm never late. I never bother with people I hate. That's why this lady is a tramp. I like the cool, fresh wind between my legs. Life's without care. I'm broke. And it goes on and on and on. What are you doing? Huh? I'm, I'm trying to see if we got emailed. Uh, just keep singing. You well, finished the whole song. Well, if this guy doesn't show up, what do we do? Huh? What'll I do when you are far away and heaven is in between my thighs? <clears throat> Actually, it's in my eyes. I like to make songs dirty. And Washington saying this. I don't know what song they're talking about, though. What song? I'm not sure which one. Hi, everybody. So what's your favorite? Teresa says, keep singing. What's your favorite song, everybody in the chat room? I have a song that I love. I did it. It's a Peggy Lee song, and I did it in drag, and it really used to work. It's a, it needs musical background, but I'll give you a little of it. Just for a thrill, you made my life one happy song. Just for a thrill. I forgot the rest of the words. <laughs> <laughs> to me, you are my pride and joy. But to you, I'm only a toy. Play a thing that you could toss around at will. Just for a thrill. I love that song. It's a great song. And you sing it soft and husky. Very slow and sexy. You sing that like in the middle of your act, because the people now have booze, they all they don't they know what they're looking at. You look better. And you sing sultry and sexy. Um, working as a drag performer was, you know, I was never a drag queen. I was just an actor working as a drag performer. And after the show was over, you had to see the cards I used to get. <clears throat> Doctors, lawyers, everybody. Would you like to meet me for a drink or something? Then I, you know, I write in the back of the card, I'm a man. They're saying bravo, though, so they love you singing. No, I, car, I, I, I would hide on the back of the guy's car, I'm a man, and then I'd tell the fellow who brought it, bring it back to him, and then they'd write back, I don't care. <laughs> and we used to call them the Greeks, obviously, for the Greek reason. Um, it was fun. 
I was invited to a lot of parties, but they were all going to be swing parties. And I think they wanted me to go there and swing with them and drag, you know, sex. I mean, I don't do that shit. Good. No, I would you know, be better than that. Well, of course I do. I'm an old Italian prude. Not a prude. I was raised different than most people. There you go. Hey, Eileen. Hey. Eileen. Hey, the cuties. How are you? Lower the camera, I'll be happier. Ooh. Do you really want to talk about blowing, honey? No, she said lower, not blower. He oh, said lower blower. the camera, not blower the camera. Oh. <laughs> I love one. it. How long one... do you want me to go, honey, and where do you want me to blow? You are one-track-minded woman. I really think you're despicable. And horrible. You and look so, fabulous. And so forward. Thank you. And that's but, why you love me, Ron. Oh, no. I don't love you as much as the hundreds of men that <laughs> you got a team of boyfriends. How did you get all those guys? I mean? Yeah, but you're right on top. Yeah, if, Jimmy, if Jimmy wasn't my partner, I'd move right in. Well, if Jimmy wasn't my husband, I'd move right in you, too. <laughs> I'd like I, I parked the Batmobile in the garage. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a good. I like that analogy because I'm all into the superheroes. So it's a queen. <laughs> you would like it, Jimmy. <laughs> What's the weather like? And what what kind of weather do you have in New York? We have a sweatshirt on. At the moment, we have slight snow showers, and it's about thirty-nine degrees. Not terrible. Thirty-nine. Oh, I that's I, cold. I talk to Terry every day. Well, she let, she only lives like ten minutes from me. Yeah, and she gave me the weather report. She's well, right now it's just like it's half sun, half snow. It's kind of cool. She's That's how it is here, though. Except for that, it's like seventy, though. We're not that cold. Yeah, but it's raining. But it's raining. Cloudy. You've rained there today. How cool! First time in a year. Yeah, I have never rain. seen it rain all the times I've gone out there to you. Because it never. Will. It never rains hardly ever. It rains. It rains one or two days a year. This is the desert. We live in the middle of the Mojave Desert. Where's okay? Astro? Astro's in another room because he's jumping all over me. And I don't want to <laughs> on my stomach. If he jumps on my stomach, I might be myself. What's his urinary tract infection? He doesn't want the dog Eileen, I'm on. going crazy from this infection. You're a registered nurse. You should help me. I tried. I told Jimmy what to get you. Oh, no, I, I think you should fly here and you should massage my penis and testicles so that I don't have a lot of pain when I urinate. Is that okay, Jimmy? No. <laughs> but you can say hi to everybody in the chat room since you were in there, and now you're in, now you're in the show. Hi, everyone. Eileen Shapiro you, is you one of know it. Eileen Shapiro is one of my dearest and most loved friends, and this is how we play with each other. There's no truth here, folks. It's just a whole lot of camp and. Camp Even though she has seen his penis, and he has I seen, have her seen her boobs. his penis. And, and I she seen, has seen her, and he has seen her. I've boobs. seen her boobs and her boobs many times. <laughs> You have beautiful breasts, I must Sometimes tell you. Sometimes you can't even help it. <laughs> no, seriously. You, ha you happen to have gigantic, enormous breasts, but there's no stretch marks, nipples, be beautiful nipples. I mean, you have beautiful model. You were in an art gallery, you know, have people paint you, like student arts, artists. You should go and, and pose for them. You're beautiful. Teresa Saban says, oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, 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 no. She really Hi, had... Teresa. I love you, Teresa. And you know she got us says about eight inches. <laughs> she really has beautiful breasts, truthfully. Ron yeah. is actually about nine and a half to ten. 
You know, funny yeah. story. We're all getting never, questions. never. You're all right. That's you telling a story. Wait, I'm telling you a story about your penis. So hold on. Not, not all right. So we're all getting dressed, all fancy to go to this Oscar gala, and all of a sudden, I'm looking at Ron's pants because I can't help it. And there's his penis sticking right out of his pants, like out of the material, like you can see it, like he had underwear on, and you could see it. And all of a sudden, believe it or not, he gets all flushed, and he goes, "Should I change?" Of course he didn't. <laughs> well, but I mean, nothing is huge. It's not huge. You're making it up. It's really not. It's not Jimmy, am I lying? No. It's not nine or ten. Jimmy, it's not nine or ten now. Cut the show. Okay, but it's not little. No, it's not little. It's average. You know what everybody no, more than average. Honey, it's I more than average when he goes to the urologist, the urologist tells him, Well, you you've got more than most. And they would know because they look at a million dicks a year. <laughs> Ron, believe me, I look at a million dicks a year too, and it's more than <laughs> that was a good one, actually. <laughs> and I just want to say hello to Dave, okay? Because he stayed in the chat room, and there wasn't any nice women for him, but he stayed anyway. So. Hi, Dave. Now you're here. Hey, show, Dave. Show him a nipple. Make him do and say hi to Miss Kim. She's talking. I was writing up to you a lot in there. So what did happen with our guest? He got lost in space. I'm not sure. Eileen was trying to get in touch with him. I was trying to get in touch with him, but he's like missing in action. And they wonder why they don't get famous. That's the best. You know what? You have a point. You have a really good point. How, how come nobody knows who I am? Because you I know to, who you, you are. No, no. You if you make a commitment. Listen, I swear to God, Eileen, I didn't sleep last night. I'm exhausted. I could go to sleep right now. I peed all night long, dribble, 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 with pain. My bladder hurt. My penis burned. It was nightmare. Aww. I said to Jimmy, I'm a trooper because I don't know if I could do the show today. How could I be crazy and funny when I'm in Right now, I have a urinal between my legs ready to pee any minute. Let me see. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, you know, that, that's... that's well, show but business. It's not the year. Show must go on. No, I was trained as a young fella. No matter what, the show goes on. You never stand anybody up. You make sure you're there. If you're, I mean, one thing they have to say. Any of the movies I've been on, everybody has to say Ron Russell is on time. Actually, I'll say though that they love Eileen as a fill-in, and that Eileen is going to make Ron's penis famous, like you made her tits famous. Yeah, well, yeah, my my penis is famous in some parts of town. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously. Listen, your, your penis is famous in New York. It's famous in Pennsylvania. Well, maybe not so much in Pennsylvania, but definitely New York. Florida. Definitely Long Island. I can vouch for that. Of course, it was all before Jimmy, but it is famous. That's okay. So we should also tell I us. dated a lot of people. I was never a cruiser because my father, you see, my father was a, he liked women and he always ran around with women. I made my mother's life miserable. So my father used to brag sometimes to me and he'd say, I never got syphilis or gonorrhea ever. Like that was a proud thing for an Italian cheating father to say. <laughs> yeah. And he would say to me, I'm going to teach you that you never get gonorrhea or, or whatever the hell it is. And my father was very strict about certain things. He'd say, when you see a woman, you size her up, you know exactly what she's got. Which, I mean, he was crazy. He loved women. And, so what advice did he give you about men? None. None. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, 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 if he knew, he never said he was dying of cancer. 
and I took him out of LA, Long Island George Hospital, and we're driving home. And I said, Papa, I don't know if you know, you know I'm gay. And he said, honey, I know. We just didn't want to talk about it. He said, I don't mind that you're gay as long as you stay with Sal for the rest of your life. Because I was Aww. with Sal for 46 years. He said, uh, as long as you're with Sal, we don't mind. We just don't want you to be like the other ones. Go in the men's room and, you know, whatever. And I was raised that that was just not nice. So, so Backpack John, who learned the word glory hole on our show, <clears> wants <throat> to know if your glory hole famous. <laughs> no, no. No, he's not, no. by the way. I have had friends that love glory holes. I used to live for them. And I'd say, idiot, you'll stick an erect penis through that hole. What if the guy on the other side has a meat cleaver and he comes down and chops your dick off? Aren't you afraid? I mean, how do you put your is through a hole in the wall, not knowing what lunatic is on the other side. I mean, you got to be out of your fucking mind to do that. Do you so remember when it. we went ghost hunting, Ron? And you and Ricky yes. found the glory hole in, in the, in the wall. And we, and we were peeing. How about when you came out to Beverly Hills, we took you to where that singer was. Got Where's arrested. Michael? Michael's got arrested in the toilet. Went oh, we went in the bathroom and took pictures. Pictures. Yeah. Eileen and Ron. I took pictures and, of Eileen and Ron at the stall where George I, Michael I, was trying to get blown by the police officer. And Eileen is in the men's room. And it's really gross, a little teeny. I thought in my head, because the music video showed a nice bathroom, I kind of like thought like in my head that it was going to be like a nice bathroom, but you went in and it was like disgusting. It was like a little teeny one urinal, one stall it's a, bathroom. It's a, it's a little park, park bathroom for people that, you know. And then someone was brushing their teeth in the water fountain. A homeless Yes, person. which that was terrible too. Homeless but you know man. what? So people come to Hollywood to see the little stars. I come to Hollywood to see the bathrooms. I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta admit that we're very good hosts. We yes. Give a, we give you a very diversified book. That's right. We took you to an Oscar <clears throat> party and to a toilet. Right. Yes. <laughs> and you talk about talk about opposite, opposite ends of the polls. But that's true. <laughs> To the most glamorous Oscar party that my buddy Sue, you know, I love Sue Wong, my bud. Uh, Eileen has been to the house, and, to the, and, she, and her favorite part of the house was the Jimi Hendrix bathroom. Yeah. But that, <laughs> yes. That, <laughs> I, I got I, to I, pee in that bathroom. I got to pee where Jimi Hendrix peed. How cool is that? Oh, I got to pee where Jane Russell Everybody peed. knows that story, too, because <laughs> they're saying it. That's how I brought it up, is because Teresa was mentioning it there. Well, when I, uh -huh. a, fr a friend of ours from, I won't give her name, she may get embarrassed, but Leslie, my daughter Leslie's very good friend, came to visit us in, uh, well, yeah, I guess, Palm Springs the first time, not this time. And uh, she peed in my bathroom. And she came out and she said, I peed where Jane Russell peed. I said, yeah, the same toilet. <laughs> I didn't change toilets. Jane didn't take it with her. So she was all excited that she peed in the same toilet as Jane. We have very crazy friends. Very no, your friends. your your house is the best house in life. When I go, I have my own bedroom, my own yeah. bathroom. Sometimes I share it with Ron, but only when he's doing my hair. And <laughs> right. I used to Ron made me breakfast ago. every morning. That's right. And then Ron and I went up to the mountains and left Jimmy alone. Mm -hmm. That's right. So I could work, and so I didn't get sick driving in this car through the mountains. And I got a three hundred and eighty dollar speeding ticket. And how he didn't get arrested, I don't know. Just, well, it was uh, the funniest thing. The guy was like, "Well, what's your address?" He goes, "Well, I don't know. I just moved here." 
I wasn't like, going to give him any information. <laughs> I wasn't going to give him information. I told him. I said, but he actually doesn't know his address, and he doesn't have a California driver's license, so no. he doesn't know his address. I, I still have an East Coast driver's license, and my license plates on my car at that time were East Coast. So I said, no. Yeah, your license plates on your car at that time were also, like, expired. So yeah, I don't I mean, know how we weren't arrested. Well, no, only because we were up in um, our, um, where were we? And there's no uh, cell phone stuff up in Idlewild, so he couldn't verify from his car if I had a license right. or not. You're so, right. Maybe that's why. I thought he just liked us. <laughs> a little bit of that. But, I mean, I always had a personality. I was looking around with him. He, he kind of brightened his day, but it fuck still gave me the ticket. Yeah, but Ron, you were going 120 in like a... I was like not. 40 that is so not true. I was going... 67 or 60, maybe 70 in a 55 zone. Well, in that little car, it felt like 120. Yeah, it's scary as oh, hell. It, it's not for me. Where, Ron's where a great I... driver, though. Ron's an excellent, excellent yeah. driver. Yeah, I've been driving since I'm 16. And if no, you, learn to drive, you learn to drive in New York City, you could drive anywhere in the world. Totally. My daughter Leslie was amazed when we were in Paris and we were driving around the Arc de Triomphe. And you know how Ruly that is the cause of cut. I mean, it's crazy. And Leslie said, "Daddy, aren't you afraid?" I said, "No, I feel like I'm on Third Avenue and 59th Street. You know, I drive like a cabbie. You have to drive like a cab driver. If you live in New York. No, Ron, you're a great driver. You really are. No. Almost as good as Jimmy, who gets us lost every single time. No, 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 no. that's not true. I only got us lost once. No, Jimmy oh. drives. I mean, I sit there. I get, you know, I get upset. I, mean, I don't say anything because I don't want to upset him. But to get from one traffic light to the other is an hour and 20 minutes. No, it's not. I, I say, so you know, Jimmy, Jimmy, we have an appointment. We might be late. Can you move it? And then he speeds up to like 50, 55. And then two minutes later, he's back to 40. <laughs> <laughs> it almost, we wouldn't be late if he was like ready when I told him we need to be ready. I go in there, I say, we got to be ready to leave at 9.15 a.m. And now we leave at 9.35, so of course we got to like go drive 8,000 miles an hour because Jimmy, like, we didn't leave when we were supposed to. that's how to. I do things. Wait, I got to defend Ron, okay? Every, every appointment that he had to go to this week, he was ready, and you weren't. That's not true. Well, I kept he, hearing him call you. Only because he said, let me know when you're ready to go. Oh. No, I, to, for me to get from here to Eisenhower Hospital where I had my... It's a 30-minute drive. No, and I make it in 20. No, he doesn't. I do it in 20. I've lived here for years, trust me. I, 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 drive, a, I drive an Audi rocket. No, my car a, is a um, Quadro. That car goes. Even if I let you drive it when you come out. Even if you want to go slow, it doesn't know how. That's not true. When I drive it, I can drive it slow. No, you don't. You drive it a little faster than you drive your car. <laughs> All kidding car aside, both of them are the best drivers in life. Well, no, neither one of us ever have accidents. I mean, Ron had an accident, but it wasn't his accident. That wasn't his fault. Him. Yeah, somebody no, hit him, no, but he no. never hits anybody. Dizzy bitch hit baby and almost destroyed my car. And I fought like hell to have them repair it, and they did. And baby's, you know, fine. I love my did, car. Did you win? Whatever happened with that? Oh, it's still going it's still on. Going on it for years. Yeah. It gives a shit. So tell everybody about your book, Eileen. Let's yes. let's get you some promos. So you guys, Irene wrote a great book, and she's gonna she's working on another one now. And the name of the book is called Go Eileen. It's called, it's called Waiting for Adam. I thought it was 
how to satisfy yourself with a cupola. Yeah, you know who I spoke to today? I spoke to Adamant's merch guy, Roy, by the way. So we met him. We met him when we went to the we, Adamant. We concert. met him, yeah. Yes, I know. So the book is called he's in it too. Um the book is called Waiting for Adam and Jimmy wrote the forward and Ron's in it and Jimmy's in it and all kinds of pictures um, besides all the interviews that I've done. I think Jeff Timmons might even be in that book. I'm not sure. I might have put him in. Hang on. Did you get laid last night? Really look good. I didn't. I didn't, but I was dreaming about you, Ron. (laughs) (laughs) She's She's getting really quick, too. She's a flirt. A big girl flirt. No, seriously. Usually, usually after a woman gets laid, she's prettier than ever. You know, more glowy, and you're glowing. So you look. Because like I was thinking about you. Yeah. Right. Okay. Go ahead. Talk about <laughs> Ron, I love you, and you know that. And I love. I love you back. Talk about how bad you want to ball out of man. I don't, though. I really don't. I. You know what? If I had my choice, and one of our clients who I love, Sherry Nelson, asked me if I had my choice, okay, between Rick Springfield. Adam Ann and Billy Idol because they were all on my bucket list. Okay, who would I pick? Jimmy Rick Springfield. I pick yeah. Rick Springfield. Totally. Wait, no, isn't he? What's his name's husband? No, he's um, he's uh. Melissa Niederman, isn't that? Her? That's her husband's in his band. Her yes. husband plays. Right. I met him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've already interviewed him twice, haven't you, or three times? I've interviewed him twice. I've met him. I've interviewed Adam. I've met him. Never Billy Idol. Does anyone out there know Billy Idol? I really need no. an interview with him. So if anybody can help, I'll. I'll, I'll I went to. Afraid. I went to see Rick. I went to see. I went to see Rick uh, Springfield for the Living in Oz tour when I was a. I guess I was like a freshman in college, and then uh, I went and saw him in Las Vegas when he starred in FX, which is like a Broadway musical type thing. But he was the star of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I got to meet him there, but I didn't get to take a picture because that was like back when you used the shitty time, cameras. Eileen, the next time you see Bruce, just throw him on the floor, sit on his face, Who's and Bruce? tell him. Who's Bruce? Bruce? Bruce oh. Springsteen. No, oh, it's Rick Springfield. It's Rick Springfield. Springsteen. No. I don't Do care I about Bruce Springsteen. I was going to say, I've never heard you mention Bruce Springsteen, even though his Born to Run album is one of the greatest rock albums of all well, time. The one he, that, he doesn't do it for me. Yeah, me right, we're talking about Rick. Oh, Rick on the floor, sit on his face and tell Why him. Why don't we get Rick on your show? And we should try to get we, him on. We probably could because we know Melissa Needham. No, she wouldn't get him on our show. We, we would need to go reach out though to get him on. Melissa, let's reach out and get him. Melissa's get husband, Melissa's husband is his piano player. Keyboard. Who in the who in the chat room wants to see Rick Springfield? I'm I sure they're all they're all saying yes, Eileen. So they would love it. All Everybody right. would love it. Rick Springfield isn't he huge. the one that said "Born in East LA" or something? No, no. Born in the USA is Rick is Bruce Springsteen. Rick Springfield has lots of great songs. Jesse's Girl. Uh-huh. Oh, he's not the one that sings, sings in the USA. No, that's no. Bruce Springsteen. That's Bruce Springsteen. Get them confused. Rick, what's this one's name? Rick what? Rick Springfield. Rick Springfield. Yes, Bruce Bruce Springfield. Bruce Springfield. You know that song. He's from Long Island. Yeah. Jesse has a friend. I know she was a good friend of mine. Lately something's changed and it's hard me, to decide. Jesse's got himself me, a girl me, and I want to make him Meanwhile, what do you think happens to our guest? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> well, you know what? Find out if he's a Republican, because if he's a Republican, they may have killed him. 
So who's on your bucket list? Tell everybody, Eileen. You can let everybody know who's your who's your bucket list. So we know Ron's bucket list. I and everybody knows my bucket list. I want Molly Ringwald. All Thank right. You, I want this. Alice Cooper. I want Billy Idol. I want. You know what, Jimmy? I think that you have a copy of my bucket list. <laughs> I, want, I do. You know, it's not in here though. Sean Mendez, you said you wanted for the young people. I would like Sean Mendez for my resume, and because I actually took all nine grandchildren to see him. And he's actually super, super talented. So I would like him. I, would I like him too. Like him. Everybody wants Tina Turner. I want Tina Turner. I already asked I love Tina. Um, John I love Valesco for it, who I think you're having on your show next week. Or he's something. coming on next week. Mm -hmm. now, are these people we've met or we've never met? Who, who is your, who's your ultimate? These, no, she's never met these, some of these people. Who's your ultimate interview? Who do you want to interview? That's still alive. Oh, Johnny Mathis. Come on. Ron, you should do that then. I know him. I've met him many times. He's yeah, he just, won't come on. He though. doesn't, especially a gay show. He's very, very shy. No, but you should just knock on his little door because I know you know where he lives. I know where, show, I've, I've been to the house. Are you kidding? I know where the house is. Although I think he saw the house because it went on fire. I remember him telling me that Diana Ross bought the property right down in front of him, and she built a two-story house that blocked his view of the of Hollywood, and he was furious because she don't like him. Wow. So then I think, I think Johnny's, he used to live up on Sunset Plaza Drive all the way up. I think he's moved. I mean, I could reach him because, but he doesn't do interviews and he's very private. He could never be on our show because he would faint from what I would ask. No. Let's do this. Who in the chat room wants who? Chat room, you got a bucket list. Write it down. Hey, write your bucket list, you guys, in the chat room. Somebody over uh, Teresa Saban wrote Red Hot Chili Peppers, but I don't know if that was for your bucket list. I know, I know them. I know them. They played in Florida. Yes. My, sh my, my show, Ron Russell's, whatever it was called, went on before them. That's Leslie, she'll tell you. And the Chili Peppers came on. They were the, I met them because I used to hang they, out. They performed the same night that my show was performing. They were performing. Goddess wrote Woody Allen. Ron hates Woody Allen. Is Gahan, he still alive? Wrote, yeah. She also wrote Dave Gahan, which Dave Gahan, I believe, is. Um, Hesh mode or something. I would like to interview Larry David. That's a good one. Wanda Sykes. That's a good one, Boomer. Wanda Sykes and Larry David are good ones. Do you ever watch Larry David? I I have connections to Wanda Sykes. We oh, I, I love I Wanda. Her. She's hilarious. Wanda has she actually to... stayed in my house in Fire Island for the weekend. Wanda has got to come on our show. She and I together will be a blockbuster show. I love Wanda Sykes. And Larry David is hilarious. Do you ever watch Larry David? Really? I never he's did. He's that old bald guy. He's hilarious. Fabulous comedian. Actually, he might not come on though because he would be competing with you for laughs. No, that could be interesting. No, 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 no. You'd be surprised how many comedians like to come on because they find it a challenge. Uh, I would work with any comedian. I think we would play off of each other. Like Eileen's a comedian. We'd play off of each other. If you don't no, I'm not a comedian. I just happen to like your penis. No, but you have a good sense of humor, and that's comedy. Okay, yes, comedy. I do have a good sense of humor. <laughs> that's all. That's all you need in comedy. If you don't have a good sense of humor, you're a lousy comedian. You, you know what? Be. I just love to laugh. To me, laughing well, is the best thing that you can do in life. There's you no question about it. Sex. There's no. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Did you ever laugh while you had an orgasm? I did. Yes. I was yes, screwing my. Totally. I was screwing my wife. And I don't know what happened, but we both started to laugh at the same time. It was the best orgasm I've ever had. Laughing <laughs> while you have an orgasm. 
Now they're going to kick us off the air for sure. No, they won't. Probably. <laughs> oh, we're gone. We're finished. We're gone. <laughs> Teresa Saban says too much information. <laughs> and then she laughs. And then she laughs afterwards. She's like a total perv. She's a quiet perv. She's like really like a quiet perv. She's so fabulous. Like she loves all the dirty shit. <laughs> yeah, but she won't really admit it. She only kind of half admits it. I know. She only half admits it. I'm I'm happy to hear that our friend Fran Drescher may be reconciliating with Peter. Really? Yeah, they're going to live in the same building or the same wherever, not have sex, but have their relationship because he adores her and loves her. He loves she, her. I, I, I interviewed them both. Yeah, and he actually cried he loved her. Cries, right. Not lying. No, I know. And, and she loves him. She like loves Fran, him. Mm -hmm. Fran said, there's nobody out there that can do it. He said, and sex is not the most important thing in a marriage. It's, it's getting along and loving each other. So I'm hoping and praying that Peter and Fran will get back together. Oh my God, I would love that. that I would, would love make it me too. Really happy. You know how many gay marriages? Hang on, hang on. We got to go, you guys. We got like, so you guys follow Eileen Shapiro on Twitter at Eileen Shapiro three. Thanks for filling in. I'm at Dr. Jimmy Star. Ron's at Ron Russell Show. Get her book, Waiting for Adam. Just Google Eileen Shapiro, Waiting for Adam on Amazon, and you can get it. And we want to thank the chat room, lots of new people. We want to thank Jeff Timmons and Eileen for coming on the show, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye, sweetheart. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. So come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Oh.